Hi everyone, friends and family of Hear the Mirror podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today we have the wonderful Pollan Eaglehop on the show. Um, it ended up being quite a long interview, so I just want to get right to it. But before that happens, um, I would like to say that the opinions, views, and um, false, frankly false theories um, that are presented in today's episode are completely just inaccurate um the the government is a wonderful entity that keeps us all safe um i have a little personal story i'd like to share before we get into this week's episode um which is last week i was um, as i was going into work um i was picked up by uh two men um I, i still don't know their names but um they ended up being really nice but Um, They picked me up. They asked me to get in their car. I did not ask a single question. Um, I just complied. Uh, They told me that they were from the government, so I trusted them completely. I trusted them with my body, with my soul, with everything. So I just got in the car, and um, they put a bag over my head, and we drove for about 45 minutes. Um, At least I think it was... It felt like 45 minutes. Um, I I think they might have drugged me just to keep the the ride smoother so um i could have a nice trip um but i could tell that they were they were thinking of me and my safety um the whole time when they put the bag over my head so uh, when we got out um it smelled like kind of deserty uh like there was nothing out there where we were um but i didn't ask any questions you know i felt really safe with them um i couldn't see anything and um they were they were holding me by like the elbows and the shoulders so hard that it almost felt like a massage so it was kind of nice uh thanks guys uh, really loosened me up um on the way to the uh what what i what from the inside kind of looked like a small wooden shack um there was a there was a there was a standing air fan in there which was blowing um which i thought was a really nice comforting touch um but they they proceeded to, proceeded to ask me um, just a series of like innocent questions, honestly, like about my day, like what did I do last week and who did I talk to? Just very simple questions that I was more than ready to give the answer to, um, which I did. And um, after, gosh, I feel like it was only six hours, but they drugged me again. So um, it was, it's weird because it was nighttime the whole time I was there. So it could have either just been like a really long night. Or, um, I don't think they would have kept me there for a series of nights. Um, you know, I don't know, it was hard to tell. Um, I couldn't really think, I couldn't really think too logically with, um, all the water that I needed to drink afterwards. Um, and I also had to do, uh, I had to do some laundry, because, <laughs> you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in the face of just such an awesome and magnificent power, such as a government entity, um, I tend to kind of feel a little like I'm in my place, you know, and, um, sometimes when you scare dogs, um, they start pooping. And I think that's what happens to me. Like I, I, I recognized my place in the hierarchy of power. Um, and I, I shat myself. Um, so I had to do some laundry when I got back, but, um, anyway, this is, this is totally unrelated, but I just wanted to like share that story, um, and get that out there. But I do, I just wanted to say that, um, any, any like, um, anything you hear from like Paul Ann and I talking about the government and how like it could possibly be lying to us or anything like that, I just want to tell you that it's all just like crazy, wild um, theories that we're coming up with 
um, in order to, you know, in order to uh, poke a little fun at the government. Because, you know, it's like the government's like our cool dad, you know, like it has our interests at heart, truly. Um, but, it, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't <laughs> like sneak in a little jab there or something. Um, but I'm definitely um, I'm definitely going to be working on the uh, content of my jabs in the future. Um, and um, I just wanted to say that I love the government and we all love the government. The government is the greatest thing. Um, they have a right to go through my phone. If if I don't have anything to hide, right, then I should just give them my phone, which I did. Um, so yeah, um, I love the government. It's great. It's uh, what keeps us all um, in our zone of safety and comfort, and we should never go against it. So um, with that said, uh, it's just going to be a little bit of business, and then we're going to get started with the interview. All right, thanks. Come on down to Sue Beth Jolene Beth's car lot. We've partnered with local Phoenix podcast, Hair the Mirror, to provide Valley residents with the greatest Honda Civics, the primo Toyota Camrys, the luscious Nissan Sentras of the desert. Come on down and mention this ad. Bring it to Joe Beth Sue, Jolene Beth's car lot on South Dobbins Road, which is south of Baseline, which is north of the South Mountains. Come on down to our car lot. Make sure you bring uh, five milk bones for the pit bulls, the, the two pit bulls who live in our back car lot. If you can make it past them, then we'll give you 20% off your first payment. So come on down to Sue Beth, Jolene Beth Sue's car lot in South Phoenix. Mention this ad that you heard on Hear the Mirror podcast. And also, if you can make it past the pit bulls. And then also, after the pit bulls, there is a moat with running trash water and um you have to somehow figure out a way to get over it after you do the pit bulls after you've mentioned this ad that you've heard on here the mirror podcast to the front um gate attending then all you have to do is somehow cross the moat and into the car lot there's a lot of debris around you can find something you can make a ladder you could jimmy uh away across i bet use the pit bulls they're strong swimmers okay and if it hasn't been monsooning a lot then the water level should be low you should be able to step right over that water if you climb down into the pit but don't touch the water because it's very acidic we test the acidity of our water hit down here at sue jolene beth sue joe's car lot in south phoenix mention this and and get a a free Honda Civic Century Corolla today. I'm just a floating head in a jar.
Tattoo. Yeah, well, there's you got more of it. Um, you got more of it done. There's gonna be one more polishing pass to be done. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think it's almost done. What? What's a what's a polishing pass? Just making sure everything's tied together. All the whites are nice and white. All the mm -hmm. colors are nice and dark. Make everything pops. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. hard to tell when you're you know digging into somebody's skin and there's mm -hmm. blood and ink and stuff. How do you have? Do you like send them a picture after it's? Oh no, I just wait two weeks. It's pretty much the human body takes about two weeks to heal. So first pass two weeks, second pass two weeks, and mm -hmm. this last pass. And then it's gonna be another two weeks. And then I'm done. And you're done. Yeah. And then my arms just permanently scarred with the. With in the sh in the shape of in the shape <laughs> of a, a skull with rubies and. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we have to discover things. I can always take a picture of your <laughs> tattoo and be like, oh, here's the tattoo that we were talking about too. I can tell you the story behind it. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember. I remember. I, I did I already tell you the story behind it? You, you did, but um, by all means, go again. So can I, can I tell you like one part that I remember, and let's see if it's true because I'm not sure if it's true. Sure. Something about a lamp. No. There's no lamp. No okay, lamp. go ahead. <laughs> but there is oddly a lamp in my family heirloom collection that mm -hmm. I have. So I don't know if I ever mentioned that, maybe not. Mm. No, I have a lamp that's like from like 1850. Oh my god. My great grandmother had, and she did her studies by it, and my dad did his homework by it, and I did mm -hmm. my homework by it, and still have it. Mm -hmm. And if the power goes out, I fire up that oil lamp. It's got oil in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's oil? Yeah. So, like, what kind of oil does it? Uh, just lamp oil. Just lamp. <laughs> well, like, there is literally just lamp oil? Lamp oil, yeah. It's what what, did, it, what did it used to be in the 1850s? Like, you slaughtered a, <laughs> a pig or something and, like, oh, cut God, off its fat? they lamp oil? Uh, well, there's many things that exist just depends on where you are. Mostly some kind of animal fat, you know, rendered a few times over, mm -hmm. turn that into oil. Just cooking oil, anything. But lamp oil, I'm not exactly sure. We'll have to Google the uh, precise... Uh, molecular makeup of mm -hmm. lamp oil. But no, this is just some basic stuff I got at like a department store. It's really like kind of, it looks really beautiful in this really gorgeous, thick, old. I'll have to take a photo of it for you. Mm -hmm. It's clear glass, but it's like really old, thick glass. You can tell it was made by hand. Mm -hmm. And it's just a gorgeous mm. gas lamp. Mm. It's really pretty. Can you see the, is it clear? Is it, can you see the, the lamp oil? I don't know why. You can see, the, why oil, you can so see the wick dip down into the oil. You can see it drawing the oil up into the wick. So is it like a lantern where it's like a f little flame pouch mm -hmm. or something? It's got a little like, yeah. what do they call it, a little globe on top. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like with the lanterns? Like it looks like, oh, it looks it like tea bags or something? Okay, it doesn't have that. This wick is like, it's like flat, yay thick. So like mm -hmm. a couple of meter, you know, millimeters thick. Mm -hmm. And probably an inch wide mm. so it's like a really thick shoestring okay really yeah. Wide yeah, shoestring. yeah yeah and it just you put it into this little metal thing that has teeth yeah and there's little metal wheels on either side and it mm -hmm. kind of like and it like clamps it, up, it in place and it drives that wick down into the oil Damn. and then 
Have you ever? Do you ever have to replace the wick? Um, I don't use it that much, and it's the same wick that my dad had in it for years, mm-hmm. and it's solid, so, mm-hmm. no, I'll probably never use it. Damn. Yeah. Okay. How do... <laughs> what are we... Okay, your lamp, your family's lamp yep. from the 1800s, mm-hmm. lamp oil. I'll take Can you use vegetable oil in a lamp? I you can use just about any cooking oil as a fuel yeah, for a lamp. See, that's what I thought. Other types of fat will work. Yeah, Dad said his grandma would put some kind of like fat in it. And yeah. When he was a kid, they just put like cooking oil or grease in it. Yeah. And then. So I could like fry up mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. like potatoes. Anything that's a nice, thick, viscous, you know. And instead of throwing the cooking oil away, mm-hmm. I can dump it into my oil lamp. You could do a lot of stuff. What else can you do? I've always wondered. I've, yeah. I've, my, mom <laughs> used to keep a, my mom used to keep a coffee tin full of bacon grease. Ugh. And I don't really buy meat or cook bacon much, so I don't yeah. follow in that tradition. But she would use that bacon grease, which is whatever, like cooking again, mm-hmm. cooking other things. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd mix it in. She'd take a little tablespoon and just mix, plop, plop mm-hmm. it into my dog's food and mix uh, it up. Dog would go nuts over it. Like oh, my heat, God. Heat it up a little bit. I would... Like, I yeah. would die if I was a dog. It actually made her coat really shiny. Damn. So. Uh, the only thing I've ever heard is doing, uh, is like making pancakes with bacon grease. That's as far as I've ever gone. Because wow. like, I've never like saved the grease. I mean, it's the same thing as lard. You're just, you, you, you have rendered fat. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Your oil lamp, <laughs> the skull. We're still, <laughs> we're still, still getting, getting to your skull tattoo. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so... How that happened is, I was talking about how okay the story you told, yeah, the 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 story of your tattoo. I was like, is there a lamp involved in the story? And you're like, no, but I do have this lamp in my family. And then we start talking about the lamp. Okay, so now we're going to return back. <laughs> now we're going to return back to your skull tattoo. Yeah, um, we'll not take photo for people, but yeah, it's, it's basically. Uh, it's a, it's just a plain old skull, basically mm-hmm. in a black, gray, little bit of highlight and low light, mm-hmm. and there's glowing rubies in the eyes, and mm-hmm. the red of the rubies is glowing all throughout the skull. And I have that because when I was a kid growing up, my dad, uh, he liked spooky stuff, scary mm-hmm. movies, things like that, and we, I ended up liking the same things, so we would collect... You know, we'd go to like thrift stores, flea markets, antique stores, whatever, find little knickknacks, Halloween things, whatever we like, you know, skulls. You guys have some here? I see them on the wall there. <laughs> yeah, Marshall loves skulls. See, oh, yeah. yeah. Marshall loves skulls. There's a lamp. Love it. That one. Oh, yeah, love it. Um, There's more somewhere. Oh, that way I'm sick. Yeah, right? Oh, okay, so maybe sorry. that's why so, I was yeah. like, <laughs> maybe that's why I was like, skull, lamp. Oh, my dad did make me a lamp out of a skull. Right? On my desk. Okay, so I'm not dreaming this up. No, you're not dreaming. I'm There's a lot not of dreaming stuff. this up. My dad made stuff, too. Okay. Dad, he's key figuring on it. Mm-hmm. But um, he made this uh, coffin, basically a whole entire, you know, life-size coffin since, like, six foot one. I think mm-hmm. I could stand in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't just have to slim down a little bit. But it's like an Old West Hill Winter style coffin. 
A what style? Old West. Like oh, out here? Like yeah. Old West toe pincher style? Toe, toe pincher. Yeah, like when you see... Um, oh, like it draws your legs mm-hmm. like down. Okay. Right. That's called toe pincher it's style? Toe pincher I've style. never heard yeah, of that before. No, that. That's what I heard growing up. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's a better word for it. <laughs> but um, he built this and it was a coffee table for years. Had a lid, legs, all that. And wait, moved wait, wait. This, this so there's sh- a coffin. There's this coffin. With legs. It started all this stuff. For me, when I was a kid, that sparked this "let's collect spooky shit." Uh-huh. And so this this coffin with that was a table. Um, he took it apart, made it to a shelf. This is before I was born. This is back in the eighties. Wow. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hang on. So your your dad made a coffin. Mm-hmm. Then he put legs on it. Yeah, it was a table. Now it's a coffee table. Mm-hmm. And then he turned it into a shelf. Yeah. You haven't even been born yet. No, haven't. Damn. Been. He was so crafty. Yeah, Damn. He, was, he was actually pretty. Pretty old. He was uh, 56 when I was born. Holy shit. There's another story. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he lived a, a damn full life mm-hmm. then. Oh, yeah, he's, he's like 25 years older than me. 25 right? years older. He was 25 yeah. years older than my mom. I can't imagine living 25 more years and then having a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I, you already have five kids. Damn. Yeah. So you're number six yeah, with your was, dad. I was a whoopsie daisy from a different lady. Uh, yeah. Wait, so you have five half, half siblings. Half siblings. Mm-hmm. Are you like closer than half with them? Mm-hmm. Or are they are they like half half? They're half half. Yeah. Thin dad and mom. Mm-hmm. We like I know them. But... Do you do you share a did you share a womb with anyone? Do you have, have you any sibl- any womb siblings? Only yeah. I'm, I grew up by myself. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. In the country too. So like ten miles away from my nearest neighbor was two miles away. Where, where were you? Where were you again? Wit, Illinois. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Central, boring, not Chicago. Okay. <laughs> Black Hornfields. Chicago's like north. Way north. Way north. <laughs> yeah. And everything else in Illinois seems to be south. Yeah. Usually when I say I'm from Illinois, people are like, "Oh, Chicago." Yeah. And I'll say, "If no. I'm from Chicago, I'd say I would Chicago. say Chicago." <laughs> from the rest of Illinois. Yeah, oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're da- so you're born. I'm born. And there's the shelf. Now shop. I'm born. There's now this you're born. Shelf. There's this coffin shelf. <laughs> I don't process it that it's what it is until I'm like, you know, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And I show this interest in spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he encourages this. He's just using yeah. this shelf to hold books and stuff at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so when I spark this little interest in, oh, I like this scary stuff too, or whatever, I don't know. I wouldn't want to call it scary. Mm-hmm. When I, I like this macabre. Mm-hmm. I like this macabre stuff as well. He was like, all right, kiddo, let's start, you know, putting mm-hmm. stuff on this shelf. That's mm-hmm. his idea. So we collected little things and little skull here, little thing there. Mm-hmm. And one Christmas, my mom and I saved up all my allowance and my mom helped me pay a little bit more. And we went somewhere and we got a um, little... It's actually from this head shop called Penny Lane in Springfield. Mm. If anybody listening mm. knows about Penny Lane, they'll love that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is ages ago in the early 90s, and this was a really nice ceramic sculpture of a like, de- like decomposing, gross-looking skull. Mm-hmm. Like a whole skeleton, actually. Mm. Kind of opening a coffin lid and trying to like... Mm-hmm. It looks like he's in the motion of getting out of the coffin. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. And it was... Uh, kind of blank, kind of white, mm-hmm. coffin was black, and I thought it was great, and I was like, my dad's gonna love it. 
and this is like seven, eight year old me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wrap it up. I'm excited. I actually bought it with my birthday money. Oh. My birthday's in the beginning of December. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I need my birthday money. Mm-hmm. Buy my dad this thing. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that you got it as a for like a Christmas present for, for him? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so when Christmas came around, and there's this photo, I will totally share it with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a photo of him holding it with a smile on his face mm-hmm. after he's unwrapped it, and he's got a cigarette hanging in his Oh mouth. my god, of course. And there's me standing next to him, like, smiling, holding a gift. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, a few days after Christmas, he, uh, he called my mom up on the phone, and he asked to speak to me, and, like, he couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he got me on the weekends, but he just had to talk to me mm-hmm. during the week. And he asked me, he was like, hey, Pumpkin, do you mind if I kind of lacquer that skull up, maybe make him look kind of sticky and gross, and... I want to put some gems in the eyes, something like maybe mm-hmm. rubies or something, just to, you know, make mm-hmm. it look like, just zhuzh it up, basically. He didn't say zhuzh, but, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> basically, that's what he was doing. And uh, so I was like, yeah, Dad, do whatever you want. I want to see what you do. This mm-hmm. is great. I got excited. Mm-hmm. And the week passed, and I couldn't wait to see what he did. And when the weekend came and I was going to his house, because my parents were split. Yeah. But uh, when I was going to his house that Friday, he... It was the first thing he showed me. He was like, come on out to the shop. It's drying. <laughs> you know, like, I just glued the eyes in today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we looked at it, and I, I, I have it today. It's still on yeah. the shelf. He left me yeah. on the shelf when he passed. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, send a picture of I that. That sounds cool. So how big is it? Like... It's pretty big. It's, like, as long as a football. Okay. So it's, like, a football size. So it's this black coffin. Or when it started out, it was a black coffin. With just, like, a basic eggshell white kind of... Yeah, just kind of like a basic little sculpture that you could find in the store. Okay, just like... And then he just lacquered it up and put rubies in the eyes, and it's just cute. It's just dumb. What color is it now? Uh, it kind of just made it sticky brown looking. Like, he he aged it. Yeah. Like, a little... Okay, so he, like, made it more realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And put rubies in its eyes. Yeah. Okay. He was crafty like that. Okay. So now I'm getting... And that lamp that Marshall has makes me think of things my dad made. Lamps and... Mm -hmm. You name it. If he could wire it up and do something with it, mm-hmm. he made it. And do you have? Do you? I have tons of yeah. lamps. I'm just gonna say, it sounds like you still have like a lot of his creations. I've tried. I tried to keep as much as I could mm-hmm. when I took the. I took a U-Haul from Illinois to here, mostly for that coffin because it mm-hmm. wouldn't fit in a car. Mm-hmm. I wasn't about to take it apart. And you still have it. It's in your house mm-hmm. currently. It's, really, it's in my room. In your room. What's... Now what's on it? What's the... All the same things he had on it. Okay. Actually. That's mm-hmm. exactly how he left it with mm-hmm. the stuff that we had on it, like, together. That we mm-hmm. put on together. Would you say that it's, like, your main altar to him or something? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I really need... Yeah. I need to get, like, altars for family members that I... I recommend ...really it. like. Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Have you ever seen Coco? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, like you go. Yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to like appropriate their culture or anything, but um, no, you're, you're you're talking about the beginning. I'm right? talking about like yeah, yeah. Well, just, the whole movie just, in general. Just the fact that they have mm-hmm. uh, altars like that for people. Mm-hmm. Like, just having photos of your family around. Like people, people will come over and be like, they'll go in my room and they'll see. I have pictures of my dad that mm-hmm. I took. Mm-hmm. I have pictures of me and my mom, me and my dad, because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of photos of us together. Mm-hmm. We just never did family photos yeah. ever. And I have a few things. I have an altar for my mom with her ashes. Mm-hmm. I have this thing that's you know represents my dad. This mm-hmm. you know, coffin shelf. 
and my friends are like, wow, you're really kind of surrounded by your dead parents. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not like, it's not a sad thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's different because it makes me think of, uh, remember Mulan? Yeah. Like where she goes into the like, I don't know, it's, I, I feel like it's a gazebo, mm-hmm. but it's okay. So it's like a fancy gazebo in her backyard and it has like all the statues of her ancestors and it's like not a creepy thing because these a lot of like a lot of these eastern yeah tributes eastern religions tend to like um eastern religions and practices they like do that kind of stuff and like being dead isn't the worst thing in the world like it is in like it is here yeah i've heard i've heard someone say it's like taking off an old uh, a tight shoe a very tight shoe yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my my dad never I, I, I asked him, he, he he was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, so he lived Multiple my, myeloma. myeloma. What's that? Bone marrow cancer? Okay. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. Um it's terrible. What does the multiple part mean? I've never Uh well the way the doctor put it to me, um well the cancer specialist, mm-hmm. he said it essentially and I kinda like this the way he he, he put it. Your bones, mm-hmm. what's in your bones, from your white blood cells, I guess that's where they come from. Mm-hmm. And your bones are producing stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And let's say as like all their little, it's just made up of little printers in there, as mm-hmm. put it. Yeah, They're yeah. always printing. Yeah. Well, a couple of those printers got backed up. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there's a bunch of goop and gop and backup in there, and that turns cancerous. And then, bing, bing, boom, we have cancer. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, thanks. That's... Especially if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever seen like a printer jam up before. Pretty much. That's how, yeah. That's, some parts of the body, that's how cancer builds mm-hmm. up. It just builds. It's a mm-hmm. buildup. Yeah. And the body can't get rid of it or move around it or print around it. It just starts misprinting. Mm-hmm. And then boom. And then they they turn in they they turn into like tumors turns and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then they, okay, dang. Yeah. So bone. So he had bone marrow. Yeah. Cancer. And I, I asked him all the time, like, are you afraid of dying? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, everybody's got their time. He's like, I've had 80 some years. Dang. Like, Dang, yeah. your dad lived until he was 80? He lived until he was 83. 83. Dang. He would have lived to 100 easily if it wasn't for the cancer. Mm-hmm. He was still push mowing his yard. He was in better shape than me. Mm-hmm. Like 83. Mm-hmm. What do they think? What do they think causes bone marrow cancer? Is that like a super genetic? Is that one of the super genetic, like genetic no, ones? No. Um, hmm, here's where we could, yeah. <laughs> uh, where I'm from, Montgomery County, Illinois, mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it still is, but at one point in time, it was known as cancer capital of the Midwest. Montgomery, Illinois. Montgomery County. County, okay. And, uh, Basically, my part of Illinois is now cancer capital of the mm-hmm. West. There's agriculture, so you got pesticides being sprayed left and right for years. You, my, and my dad was eight, born in 1935, mm-hmm. so we're talking. Wow. We're talking. He was subjected. That's to, like that's almost that's like three years after my my grandma was born. He was subjected to lead paint, asbestos. Yeah. Damn. He saw the invention of the TV and the of his lifetime. Like wow. And all the weird chemicals in between that we made yeah. sure with. So. Mm-hmm. He worked from everything he did. He was a department store, shoe store manager. Mm-hmm. Really fancy back in the 60s when department stores were like... Mm-hmm. They actually like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he worked in a glass factory for the last 30 years of mm-hmm. his life. But yeah, so, so it's kind of exposure, like... Exposure, I think, is just years of build-up. Yeah. It's almost like the technological 
boom, so to speak, was like a really slow Chernobyl. Mm, Just oh. like over the course of like oh, over, 50 yeah. years. Yeah, and it's still going. You know what cell phones are doing to us? I don't want to know. We don't? Holy I God. don't. We gotta wait until <laughs> our generation has whatever we're gonna have. Oh, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna get like brain cancer or something a, in our ears. I'm and... not a super conspiracy theorist, but 5G ain't great. Oh. Like, it's, it's harmed animals. It's yeah. And under certain tests. How old are you? Uh, I was born in 89. Beginning of 89. I was born in 87. So, yeah. You remember that weird little time before the internet was like yeah. life. Yeah. Yep, it was like a little blip of... Yeah. Um, I didn't get a computer or the internet in my house until I was 11. Okay, <laughs> so that was 98 Yeah. or so? Okay, 98. That's um, when we started like, MSN chat rooms and yeah. AOL. I, I, I remember the first person who got a computer actually was my grandma. Whoa. Because she used to work for the Des Moines Register, and she was very like newsy and very much about like information and so she was like oh now i don't have to get the paper her her literally her main motivation was now i don't have to get the paper delivered because i can just read it online i love how forward thinking she was yeah she didn't give a shit about i'm like grandma what about chat rooms like you can chat yeah Yeah, she's like yeah i mean i i I don't know why she must have had a long driveway or something in new mexico where, where she lived but um it made sense for her. Yeah, my but... My dad didn't even know how to turn my computer on. I had to ta- I had to get a teacher's note. Mm-hmm. I lived with him in high school. I had to bring him a teacher's note to prove... My dad can't help me. That we had to, like... I was like, no, they... The school told us you have to start typing essays and things. Yeah. You can't handwrite them anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to get used to computers. Mm-hmm. This is life. So you brought this note. And I brought this to home. And yeah. my dad was like, oh, I guess we have to go buy you a computer. And, I, like, that night we went to... We drove two hours to the, our nearest Best Buy which is our, our state capital, and he dropped a grand on a computer. Damn. Yeah, and then one night I was doing a paper, and I never had the internet in high school at home, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, so just, like, straight-up like, no word internet, processing. Just a computer. Just a computer with programs. I had... Uh, what's the thing with the mines? Battle? Minesweeper? Minesweeper. Yeah, just, okay. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes. What's the one with the pinball? Space pinball? Oh, yeah, space pinball. I love space pinball. Oh my god. There's gotta be an emulator on the phone for that. Oh, they're totally, it's totally an app. So now our computers are in our pockets. There's yep. more computer power in that than what plays on the phone. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I remember Nokia cell phones. I remember I had a <laughs> um, Razor. I was. I wasn't that cool. Oh, I Shit. was the coolest kid in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No, but I actually remember. So I actually remember on 9 11. Yes, we're going there. Mm. We are going to 9 mm. 11 people. Okay, September 11th. I think it was a Tuesday. I don't remember. It was definitely a school day. Everyone, it was a school day. I was it, was, it was a school day. So I'm the only one in my seventh grade class who has a cell phone. No, there's me and one other person who has a cell phone. Like, that their parents bothered to, like, for some reason my dad was like, do whatever you want, but here's a cell phone. Like, call me. Like, you can go wherever you want after school. Like, I remember he gave me so much freedom. Like from fourth grade on, he was just like, do what you want. But here's a phone. Like, let me know if you need me to pick you up or, or whatever. So I was like one of the only kids in class with a cell phone. So all this shit is going down. People are freaking out. We're in our first period, and it's like, um, okay, uh, no school today. You need to somehow contact your like your parents can come pick you up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so everyone was like using my phone. And of course, like I called my dad first because, you know, what Titanic sinking, you want to be the first one on the lifeboat. It's you know? your lifeboat. Because that was, that was <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That was the vibe that day. It's like a plane is going to, a plane is going to crash into my middle school right now. Do you I remember didn't how? get that vibe. I wasn't in school. Really? I was, I was sick, like legitimately sick most yeah. of that week. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. or like at least a day before. And then that day I was feeling better technically, but I didn't know whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to milk this one more day. Yeah. And then as I was sitting on my couch, I think I was doing a crossword puzzle or something, and the TV was just providing noise in the background. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, are you watching this? You watch this? Turn the TV on. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Calm down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So you're like 12, 13 years old. Doing doing a cro- doing a crossword puzzle. I think so. I don't Sick. Know. Reading. <laughs> nerd kid. I, I mean, you gotta you gotta solidify your nine eleven story. Like, er, like you know, everyone ha- it's marketable. I remember like, the room I was in. I remember mm-hmm. everything about the house, the room, the TV, mm-hmm. like the coffee I was drinking. Like I che- I, I didn't drink coffee. All the Damn. Time, but like, my mom shared some coffee yeah. with me that 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 morning. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. It was just weird not being in school because everyone yeah. told me the story of like, oh my god, we were in class, we were mm-hmm. panicking. Yeah, like, you, well, you, you, you actually, <laughs> you actually saved yourself from a lot of like group psychology paranoia shit that was going on. Yeah, because so. the vibe was very much like, this is just the start. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there were two planes. Oh, the, the media made that pretty yeah. clear. Too. Yeah, they were like everything clear at the airports are shutting down. All the everyone's up. yeah. yeah. Everyone's evacuating every tall building ever. Mm-hmm. Go home. It's kind of. It was kind of like. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a call to like, spread out, like, don't, like almost like a, it was almost like a, like a, uh, like a war tactic. Like, have you ever? Have it's you become ever... a permanent part of the American psychosis. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It has changed fundamentally how every American acts. I never got to fly. In pre nine eleven America, I didn't go to mm-hmm. Europe or live in Norway until after high school, and mm-hmm. that was two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's like to not have the TSA, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, useless. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, that's a different conversation. Well, um, <clears throat> I don't. I have a. I know. I knew. I know that I flew a lot before nine eleven. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I do remember, like, my mom come, like, literally coming up to the gate and being, like, hand, handing me off to the flight attendants because you could, like, do I that. Flew with my I yeah. flew alone as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My very first plane ride was alone. Wow. My mom was sending me to my dad, and she was like, there you go. It's a plane. Yay. My first plane ride was a, with a little two-seater crop duster that my dad paid some guy in Hillsboro, Illinois, you know, like, 30 bucks for us to go up in a plane when I was... Mm-hmm. Scared the hell out of me. It was great. I loved it. Did, did, was it like a routine crop dusting? No. Or was it he, just he like... He wasn't dusting. He was just like... It wasn't crop season. It was colder. I remember wearing a jacket. And mm-hmm. I remember the ground being like... The corn was cut and the ground was hard. Mm-hmm. So it was probably like November-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after Halloween. It sounds like it was your birthday present. Or it something. might have been. Yeah. I don't know. I was young. And my memory kind of... That'd be an awesome birthday present. Yeah. He took me to the plane the first time. Mm-hmm. Was it like one of those little like propeller ones? Those yeah. like little cute little prop plane. Little cute propeller ones. Mm-hmm. There was like two seats in the front, one seat in the back. I got the seat in the back. 
Your dad isn't in the plane. Yeah. Oh, he's in the plane too. Oh, that's fun then. Yeah. yeah the pilot sat up front, and I yeah. got the the back seat had the like. Good the, the, the like good view. Side. Yeah. You got that good view. And there was a puke bucket just in case. Oh. They were like, position the kid over the bucket. <laughs> Have you ever spent like three days on a boat sick? I didn't get on a boat on the ocean as I lived in Norway. Uh-huh. I, I foolishly drank that day. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I got sick, but I felt the fear. Yeah. <laughs> that that it was all that, gonna come out. Oh my goodness. Seasickness is a different kind of nausea. Well, now I want to hear more about your time in Norway and where else? Denmark? No, wait, just Norway. Yes, I mean, I traveled to a lot of places. I think I've been to a baker's dozen countries, so. Mm-hmm. Something like that, just over 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived in, I started in Holland. I traveled to Amsterdam and a couple of little villages when I was in high school. Holland, Holland is where? The Amsterdam? Netherlands. Okay, the Netherlands. That's just another word okay. in the Netherlands. Okay, okay. Um, Wait, wait, wait. So in 2006? 2006. You fly? It was actually Christmas break. Christmas break 2006? Senior year. Yeah. And I ate, freshly 18. Wait, you, you graduated in 2007? 2006. Oh, wait, no, 2005 then. I'm sorry. Okay. So this is a few years after you graduated high school. 2005, I turned 18. Okay. So it's it's my senior year, which is fall of 05 to... May of 06. Okay, so you, oh, okay. So you went over there, like, 05, 06, like, yeah. right as the New Year Literally, was... Literally, I was there. I was flying well, did, on the plane on New Year's, and they gave us champagne. I mean, maybe you're going to get here eventually, but did you end up graduating? Yes. Like, okay. Did okay. you have to come back? Yeah. Okay. I was only in Holland for, like, 10 days. Oh, okay. So But you... I got a taste of where I wanted to go was Germany. So okay. I got a little taste, because Holland, Holland, you can drive across in two hours, three mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. And Germany's the size of Texas, so, like... Mm-hmm. In wow. a day, I was able to visit just a few German towns and, like, mm-hmm. meet some people, do some shopping, eat mm-hmm. some food. Mostly. Who did you go over there with, if anyone? I had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. a, a Dutch girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her name was Rivka. Rivka? Yeah. You and had a you had a Dutch girlfriend? Dutch girlfriend. <laughs> was my so first you must have met on, on the, the internet. internet. Oh, I was like, one of those... The internet! Yeah. It's back! It's... <laughs> <laughs> 2005, meet people online. Oh my god, how did you guys meet? I'm sorry, how did I you... I think it was, don't judge me, but I think oh. it was Vampire Freaks. What's that? It's like goth MySpace. Okay. At the time. Now yeah. I think they just sell clothes. But at the time, like, you could have a little profile, yeah. you could message your friends, mm-hmm. and, you know. So it was, so literally, it's like the vampy alternative to alt MySpace. MySpace. It's like yeah. alt MySpace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there really wasn't much of an alternative back then, was there? And so I made some some of my best friends mm-hmm. and that girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, so you, how do you, how do you find? Is it how do I forget? Like how do you find people like on those things back in the day? Do they chat just like rooms. okay? Or sites like that, like because MySpace was new. Chat rooms were dangerous because yeah. you couldn't see. Yeah. Who they were. Yep. They were most certainly pedophiles or predators mm-hmm. or all of them. Do you remember ASL? Question mark. Oh, yeah. Age, sex, and Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it mean something else? Oh, my. No, I don't think so. But I'm all about that, like, ASL. ASL. Yeah. I wish I, w- I wish we could bring it back in a non-creepy way. But, like, it was always a creepy question to me. I'm just like... Well, now we can't talk about sex. It's not just 
Well, I mean, we can. But yeah, we, we can't can, just expect but... people to have like MRF anymore. Exactly. Jesus, there's going to be all kinds of abbreviations. Yeah. It's Which... going to have to be like age, sex, what is your, like. No, fuck sex. You know what? I don't need to know what. Yeah. I don't need to know your sex. I don't need I to mean, know what's between your damn legs. No human should need no. to know what another human has. Yeah, I think we're getting. I think we're getting there though. I slowly. Very slowly. Very, I know it's very. I know it's very slowly with me, um, like inc- like snail's pace, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I've been I've been conditioned to, like, you know, enjoy penis. Mm-hmm. So, that's uh, and that is that is a that is a a, a genitalia. That is a sex. Um. Yeah. Okay, so we're on your girlfriend Rivka. 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 Riv. Oi, Riv. Yeah. Oi, Riv. Okay. Um. So moved to went. I'm sorry. So went to Holland. Mm-hmm. Little trip. Went to Amsterdam. Super fun. Um. Freshly 18, so legal for me to do all the things. Oh my God. Yes. And. Uh, <clears throat> I went to the red light district that's yeah. window shopping. Didn't mm-hmm. actually like purchase any one, but mm-hmm. totally fucked. Mm-hmm. That was just you had to walk through the red light district. Mm-hmm. Um, the Museum of Sex is there, mm-hmm. which is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever go to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. please. I could just recommend a ton of places. Uh, it's the Venice of the North, so make sure you take some canal rides. Like boats okay. And, oh okay. You know, oh okay. So there's water. There's yeah, water. Yeah. Oh, like okay. in between every street. Okay. At first, I was like, "What kind of energy does Venice have for it to like?" But now you're just saying it's the water. Boats, yeah. boats. boats, okay, water. little boats. <laughs> but Amsterdam, it's not as. I mean, it's a different country, so the architecture's different. But mm-hmm. Dutch has really interesting architecture. Well, you know, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm white as fuck, mm-hmm. and I'm sure. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm white as fuck. <laughs> I'm sure that, like, some of my, you know, there's a lot of, like, iconography Mm -hmm. that I would just subconsciously, like, resonate with, like, in my DNA, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. um, White muttness would vibrate on a different level. Yeah. It's true. That's why white, I think that's why white people love going to Europe. I can totally get it. Like, I'm not judging them. It's like, yeah, that's like, Europe is like. It's our pilgrimage home. Yeah. That's like weird. But I have to go to many different parts. I, like, my yeah. grandmother, my dad's mm-hmm. mom was, like, straight from Hungary off the boat. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Your dad's mom was, like, literally of... Hungarian. Hungarian Im- yeah. immigrant. Mm-hmm. Refugee or kind of just not, sh- not sure? Well, my... Hmm, that's a story. My grandfather was, uh... Let's just say he was German. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> choice but when when they were like hey join or die Mm -hmm. you're blonde join Mm -hmm. or die and so grandpa was like well all right we'll join but i ain't gonna hurt anybody Mm -hmm. and then they found out that he wasn't gonna hurt anybody Mm -hmm. he wasn't a real nazi Mm -hmm. so um he grabbed my grandma who was from hungary and they ditched germany and came up to america he joined the army that's cool yeah i would say that's a like a refugee yeah type situation it's kind of sounds kind of like a like 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 cart like a like cartel activity almost, yeah. Like join like do this thing for us, mm-hmm. or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very much running away from like an epicenter of war. <laughs> war, yeah. Um, so 
okay, so you were there just for 10 days. Just for 10 days. Went first. back, graduated mm-hmm. high school, and uh, briefly went down to Arkansas and lived there for like six months. What was that all about? Made friends. Yeah. Just went. On, just on vamp Needed space. to, well, I needed to continue working, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to stay where I lived. I wanted yeah. to get, like, I graduated. I wanted out. I mean, yeah. My, my dad didn't oh, care the same whether way. I came or went, but mm-hmm. he was like, you know, mm-hmm. you can go now. You're grown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I just was like, I'm going to go live with some friends in Arkansas. And I did that. And I realized pretty quickly that, uh, no offense to anyone from Arkansas, but Mm -hmm. wow, Mm -hmm. how can you live there for Mm -hmm. more than a couple of years? Mm -hmm. So, so Where's Arkansas again? It's down south. It's, uh, okay, so like... Like south of the United States? You know where Texas is? Yeah. Just to the right of Texas on a map. East. East of Texas. Okay, okay. I thought I thought there was like Louisiana down at the bottom. Louisiana's down there, yeah. And Arkansas, so Arkansas is like above and to the left. Okay. I think if my geography memories. Mm-hmm. Kind of What's like Arizona. a city in Arkansas? Um, Little Rock. Okay. That's where the first red Democrats came from. What? The first conservative Democrats, the first Democrats to uh, start to push the blue spectrum to the right in America, Bill Clinton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was a senator He's from, in Arkansas. Is, is he from Little Rock? Uh, yeah, that's where he, that's where his library is, is dedicated to him as a little rock. Okay, so. and, and you're saying that this he was, is when... I think he was a governor or something of Arkansas, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's the capital. Okay. I lived in BB, if you think so. BB for six months. BB for six months. BB and Circe. And Circe? BB and Circe. Are these like Game of Thrones characters? These sound like Game of Thrones characters. Little Arkansas, it's so weird. Arkansas is Westeros. Oh my god. I could say something horrifying that happened to me in Arkansas, but I, yeah. I, I mean, if you're comfortable. No, we just keep getting sidetracked on this That's okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. What? I mean, if you're comfortable uh, if you're comfortable sharing, but if it's, okay. tr- if it's truly horrifying, then... I got, let's just say I got chased, me and some friends got chased out of the Ozarks at 2 a.m. by murderous furries. Like... I don't think they were really furries. I think this guy was just like, basically like a, something from Deliverance. Yeah. And we were driving across Arkansas to go to Texas for like it was like a trip. It was like mm-hmm. we're doing a road trip. Mm-hmm. We're going through the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. We happened to be going through them at night. Arkansas is kind of wide, mm-hmm. so you know. And we were gonna we were getting tired. Mm-hmm. We were stopping at a motel, and we tried to make it to I think it was Fayetteville, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and. We couldn't make it to the motel late there. We were too tired. So we made it to this little bitty backwoods motel in the Ozarks, like in the deep in the Blue Hills and mm-hmm. Eyes kind of Ozarks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person that gre- greeted us was a um, robust Caucasian fellow <laughs> uh, with a white A-line shirt, uh, also known as a wife beater. Okay. A- A-frame shirt. Okay. And um, Is it A because... It's like an upside down A. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Well, no, it's A. Okay. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, sweaty, stained, mm-hmm. grease food, God mm-hmm. knows what other fluids, and uh, camo pants that were cargo with like shit kicking boots, you know. And it, if if the time had been right, it was '06 at the time. But if the time had been right, uh, I'm sure he'd been wearing like a great, you know, make America great again kind of hat. Yeah. But he was wearing like mm-hmm. um, Austin three sixteen shit. Mm. <laughs> it was back in those days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I noticed when he turned around, he also had a baseball bat in his hand. And when oh. he turned around, he had a raccoon tail pinned. No. 
to his trousers. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah. So, uh, but my, my friend who was, I had three other friends with me, okay. and one of them struck up a conversation with this gentleman, and he, I guess, was some kind of furry, he mm-hmm. claimed. And this was my first exposure to furries, and from the small town in the Midwest, mm-hmm. I'd never heard the furries before. You so, never heard, you never, never heard the concept? Nope, didn't have, no, no. So when they're like, he's a furry. He's a furry. You're like, what's, what's that? What's that? So, you know, now, obviously, times pass, and I know what real furries are. I yes. Have, I have real friends that are, mm-hmm. you know, in the furry scene, mm-hmm. but... That was my exposure mm-hmm. to it for a while. So anyway, bad turns to worse. Mm-hmm. He tries to like break into our room that night. It got weird. Um, we, so you okay? So you did manage to like we got get a room. room. Okay. And we thought this guy. I it, I didn't choose. It wasn't my choice. It, well, yeah. It was up to my friends. Okay. It was their thing. You didn't want to. Sleep I was here. like, you I were like, no. Go. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'd rather sit in the car and mm-hmm. like, just be a lookout while you guys sleep. If it's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, we heard, I don't think he tried to break into our room, but we, we know somebody was in the room next to us, mm. making noises, like, really creepy, just kind of scratching at the walls, and mm-hmm. just doing shit, just to, like, keep us from sleeping, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, finally, I woke everybody up, I think they were already awake, but I got everybody up with lights on, and I was mm-hmm. like, we need to get out of here, <laughs> this isn't right, so we're going to, like, get chopped up into little pieces, mm-hmm. And, you know, scattered around the fucking Ozarks. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Yeah. But this guy got in this huge-ass, you know, dinky-weenie-mobile, you know, lifted truck. With yeah. like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. real... The, the, like, four spotlights yes. or whatever. And he turned those on. Like, oh, my deer. God. Like, that's some illegal hunting stuff, yeah. basically. But he turned those on, and he chased us, and our little... My friend had a Honda Civic. Oh, my God. Is he, that what those spotlights are for? To, like, catch deer? That's what I've heard. Or Hicks use them for. Yeah, that's what deer in the headlights. Oh my god, it's all coming. It's all making sense. Yeah. Because you flash those lights. That's a coward's way to hunt, though. Yeah, that's (laughs) fucked up. It's fucked up. (laughs) So what? You wait for a deer to let you hear. You listen for a deer, and then you you start hearing. Run around the woods and blind them. Fuck. That's fucked up. I've never participated, but I. That's fucked up. Okay, so you're running away from this this guy. Yeah, we ran. We drove all the way to Fayetteville. Or not ran, yeah, drove. Okay. Um, so that was my Arkansas experience. Was uh, after that, I moved away like a few weeks later. I mm-hmm. just decided I'm gonna go for Europe. So I sold. I, I had been working three jobs in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, two and a half. One was like two were job jobs, and one was a farm job. Mm-hmm. So like under the table, no mm-hmm. taxes, kind of again. yeah, really good shit. Come Back breaking labor, but really good. Come and help us out. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, Bailing hay, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, milking cows, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so I sold my car that I built, sold my work car, sold my guitar, sold my PlayStation, sold like anything that had value to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And that car I built was everything. To me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, sold all that, and I bought a plane ticket and passport, and I had that passport expedited, and uh, well, I already had one from the Holland thing, but I mm-hmm. got a new one because I hated the photo. Oh wow! <laughs> so bad. The yeah. photo was terrible. Um, new passport. Knew everything, sold everything I had, got some luggage, packed packed basic. Like, I packed for, like, a week's worth of clothes, mm-hmm. and I expected to go live there. Wow. Like, I wanted to make something over there, like, get a job. Mm-hmm. And I did. I flew to Germany mm-hmm. and uh, stayed in Germany for a little while, washed dishes. Mm-hmm. I, spo- I taught myself German in high school. We only had Spanish class. So I spoke oh, okay. a little German. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
Well, he I, I heard you don't really like like a lot of people speak English yeah. in Germany. Yeah. At least that's what I heard. But they don't like to. Yeah. At least when I was yeah, there, Germans, I heard that too. Germans do not like to speak English. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would really have struggled. And finally I met, I went to ADECO, uh, Manpower. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> it's We have them here in America. Mm-hmm. They're temp services. Okay. And for people immigrating or doing work visa stuff in other countries abroad, mm-hmm. It's a great place. They'll, they'll skim off the top of your paycheck, yeah, yeah. but it's a great place to get work. Mm-hmm. So I went to a deco in Germany mm-hmm. and uh, Manpower, one of the two, and they were like, oh, uh, well, I met, I met other immigrant, you know, immigrants and stuff, and they were like, oh, I've worked in England and Norway and blah, blah, blah. Norway makes the most money. You should check it out. People are nice. Food's great. Mm-hmm. Best living standard, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's go check out Norway. And I never really had an interest. I just you know saw it on a map when I was growing up. You know, Vikings, I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's Norway. Mm-hmm. And I went there, I went to Bergen. Mm-hmm. It's on the west coast, southwest. And it's very temperate, rains a lot. Uh, and I got a job through a deco. Mm-hmm. And they, I was serving, I was a servitor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, restaurant work, slinging plates, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they had me doing uh, something called Renhold, which is cleaning. Mm-hmm. Like hotel rooms. That's such a nice name for it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, But yeah, I did those things. And then I did some like black work, they call like under the table, tax-free stuff for my landlord. I painted some buildings. Okay. Painted some of his properties. Okay. And uh, yeah, lived in Norway for three and a half years. Dang. Made the most of it. It's so I'm guessing that Rivka is... Uh, Way out of the picture. No more. Oh yeah, no. Dang. You know, unfortunately. What, ha- what happened to that? That was short-lived. We were just yeah. kids. Yeah. I mean... Well, did you guys have, at least have a good time for that 10 days? So. a good time. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. That was my first real, like, girlfriend-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That was when I was still exploring my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you meet... Did you make any significant... Were there any... Did any others become significant to you during your time in... Norway. Norway is actually difficult. I talked about it, when you hear me talk about it, like when we're hanging out, mm-hmm. and we're not doing a podcast, but when we're like hanging out, mm-hmm. and you'll hear me say, oh, this about Norway, and that about Norway, and it's always something really positive about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. For every positive thing, I have five bad things. And that's not Norway. That's the person I was romantically involved with. Oh. My first domestic abuse okay. case. Okay. My first real, first and only. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen other people deal with it growing up, like mm-hmm. my mom's friends. My mom herself had a couple of boyfriends that weren't my dad. My dad mm-hmm. would have never. Um, but, uh, like, I had seen some stuff, and then I ended up in a situation with somebody who, and it blindsides you. You never see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They, they, they trick you. They lure you in. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those fish. What are those anglerfish? They have this mm-hmm. cute little, like, look at this cute, yeah. bright, I'm bright and happy, and then, mm-hmm. wow. There's this huge fucking monster behind it. Yeah. And uh, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. So I was with a monster for, for two of those years. Two years. Out of the uh, three and a half that I was in Norway. Is that the reason that you eventually came back? It, yeah, I had to. He stalked me to two different cities. Mm-hmm. I lived so in, you wanted to stay? Like, I wanted, in and the, the government was willing to let me stay. Like, mm-hmm. I went to... Um, which is the social office mm-hmm. the social mm-hmm. and I uh, uh, learned these words in Norwegian that's why they mm-hmm. come out yeah, Norwegian. Yeah. 
But I, I like I went to the social offices mm-hmm. and I went to this place called Nav, which is where like immigrants get help and shit. Like it's your biggest resource. Mm-hmm. It's where you go to get classes in Norwegian and work and mm-hmm. housing and stuff like that. And I, they were like, okay, and I married this guy. Oh wow! To stay in Norway for a piece of paper. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, we were, but we were like in love. Mm-hmm. Like we were together for yeah. a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, I was there for a year before like my passport. I had went to a few different countries and got it stamped a couple of times. So, mm-hmm. like, my passport was good, mm-hmm. but I married this guy half because I liked him and half, fuck it, it'll help me stay in Norway a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when I went to the police uh, with all the abuse, like, mm-hmm. I remember I was forensically photographed, mm-hmm. uh, which is rough. I still mm-hmm. have a scar on my leg of where I got stabbed with a fork. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But, uh, no, yeah, he... He stalked me through two cities. I had mm-hmm. to move from Bergen to Stavanger and Stavanger to Oslo, and then finally from Oslo, I went to our embassy and I mm-hmm. ditched and came home. But the government was like, you can stay here, you know, we'll keep working, you know, we'll provide you with assistance. They were helping me get food. It's the same thing we do here, only they do it right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wean you off of help. Yeah. Um, so you're not reliant mm-hmm. on the system, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... So was it the Norway... was great. Was it the Norway... It was the Norway government then that was helping Norwegian you? Norwegian government. Or Nor- Norwegian... Yeah, the Norwegian government that was helping you yeah. then. I was I was doing great there. I made... I was the healthiest I'd ever been. Mm. I, was, I weighed 175 pounds. Ah, my dream. Yeah. <laughs> six foot tall. It looked, yeah. I looked great. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's because I cooked every day and didn't eat junk food. And mm-hmm. walked everywhere. I didn't have a car. didn't have a bike for four years. Mm. And I made $25 an hour minimum wage. Wow. And yeah. That would be a lot now. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot now. That's what we should be making. Oh, yeah. But yeah. our inflation for the working class has been yeah. stalled. <laughs> well, I can't. I still can't the rich believe... The their cut. Yeah, well, they're fine. They're, they're floating good. at the top. They're... Jesus has got $155 billion. He's, billion. He's making three grand a second. Did you know that? <sighs> yeah. Three grand a second. I did know. Yeah, I did. Finish your sentence, he'll have made 20 grand. I know. It's fucking did you Did you see the little Minecraft info gif or thing recently about how like it was a visualization of the well rice thing yeah so it's similar to that except someone in minecraft did like here's a thousand dollars and it's like a block right mm. here's the average american's net worth and it was like a couple more blocks here's the net worth of austria or something and it was mm-hmm. like you know a cube and then it was like united states bigger cube and then it was like elon musk like uh mm-hmm. Gov- giant government building size and then it was like Jeff Bezos like as big as fucking Mount Everest in Minecraft that is how you know what really troubles me about Bezos though it's not the wealth hoarding I mean that's the worst oh yeah but what really fucks me up this thing I learned a few years ago five years ago now he owns the Washington Post Oh no, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, no. and they were sued. Oh, he's owned it for a while. And they no. were sued. Hold on, this gets better. <laughs> they were sued by their readership back in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. You, you can Google it, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But they were sued by their readership uh, for not disclosing the fact that Bezos owns them. And, uh, or no, they, they disclosed that. Here's what they, yeah. They, they didn't disclose that they have a $600 million contract with the CIA. WAPO. Washington Post. Has mm-hmm. a $600 million contract with the CIA. Why the fuck 
is a massive media corp uh, company oh. have government ties? Oh, is that because we've monopolized our media from like eighty companies down to like three? No, oh, no. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what are what are the three now? Uh, who was the it? the what's his name? Oh, oh my god, I can do this. The Empire guy. There's the guy. like three or five. It's a handful. Mur- Rupert Murdoch. I think. Yeah. He's, well, he's, I think he's dead, and now it's like his children that Murdoch, are like feuding media, over. And that's like Fox and Viacom, right? I think. Yeah, Viacom. Disney fucking owns everything. Yeah. Disney owns Viacom, right? I don't know. Yeah, like, something like that. <laughs> it's one of them owns the other. Well, Viacom. I, Viacom, I think, is nickel. Is like Nickelodeon. I think Clinton. That was that red Democrat. That those 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 first uh-huh. uh, conservative leaning Democrats. Uh-huh. Well, they weren't the first. Mm-hmm. But, um, he made it red. He monopolized our media. Mm-hmm. It took it, and I can't remember what the name of that. I wish Jared was here. He knew. He knows like mm-hmm. all the. He can memorize the mm-hmm. acts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, they. Uh, he was the one who screwed over. Media. So like, when did you, when did you like start getting into like this stuff. 9-11. Okay. Wait, because of 9-11 or on 9-11? Because of what I saw on TV when I was a kid. Because of this moment that we're talking about when you're like eating oatmeal in the room. Or not eating oatmeal, you're doing a crossword. Mm -hmm. Um, When I started paying attention to what was on that screen, people think, well, you can think whatever you want, but mm -hmm. there's videos of it. Like, you can play back, you know, like the media, it's still there. Yeah. It's been saved. The internet saved it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, you can see, uh, I don't want to sound, I know the sounds, <laughs> I know how it sounds, <laughs> oh my god, oh, I'm gonna split your fucking listening base, no, uh, there's no one, uh, there's, there's no there's one, you are one <laughs> of them, and then it's generally, if people You're come, it's, it, yeah, Ainsley, <laughs> Ainsley, Ainsley, and then whoever, um, if they name. have an episode, isn't that a great name, Ainsley. yeah, sounds very, I don't know, just I'm building my listener base by making them into my interview base. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it was one at a time. I'm starting small. When I was watching that, I, I couldn't get over, like, I read a lot of books and magazines as a kid. I'm, I'm, I was also skipped ahead of grade. I'm not trying to brag, but like, gifted technically, mm-hmm. what they told me. Mm-hmm. Also, massive speech impediment. To go to speech oh my god, what kind? Okay. A debilitating stutter. Can you, would it be traumatic for you to like re- relive, yeah, reenact right um, now? Or no, my stutter, I, I, I mean, it's not traumatic now. Okay. Um, my stutter was like, can I get a, wow. Water. Fuck water. Yeah. It's like the big, just like getting snagged on like the the beginnings of words. The beginnings of. They, they told my mom, my, my speech therapist told my mom, they were like, her brain's moving faster than her mouth. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot going on up here that mm-hmm. she wants to express, but mm-hmm. her body's just a meat sack, can't do it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, they, they worked it out. I mm-hmm. went to therapy for like three years, Dang. speech therapy, wow. in school. Mm-hmm. But the, there's remnants, like, you randomly you'll hear a hesitation on like S or F. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like... Yeah, but I think that sounds cool though. Like this, like, yeah. That's that's a remnant of a very very harsh stutter that I had as a child. Okay. So yeah, smart kid. 
Smart kid, you're reading a lot of books. Read a lot of books. Read ra- still random shit to this day. My my like my thing in life is if I don't learn something new. Yeah. And like each day I'm alive. Yeah. I'm not living. Mm-hmm. Like I need to know things. Mm-hmm. Even if, I'm, if even if I forget it next week, mm-hmm. I'm just like today mm-hmm. I learned how they. Uh, what was I watching? How uh, crows can teach their young and remember faces mm-hmm. and like pass information down generationally. Human faces or like crow Human faces. Human faces. Okay. There was this experiment where people wore masks mm-hmm. and walked through a park for like years where mm-hmm. there were like families of crows, mm-hmm. like generations, and they had taught their young about the masks they saw previously mm-hmm. before the young were born and the young reacted to it. Hmm. Fucking crazy. Crows so like somehow they were like, mask, this person's wearing a mask, mm-hmm. they have bread or something, or for they, example. Or like danger, this is scary. Or danger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crows. Well, Bumpers. I wonder how they did that, like with their little speech. I can't remember the name of the documentary, but it's been a, it's mm-hmm. it was an older one. It's been it's like it came out like six years ago. They could the, yeah. But yeah, long story short, okay. when I was watching that shit on TV, I was thinking, <sighs> I just my dad had just got me a magazine mm-hmm. about like if I showed a weird interest in anything, he'd be like, "All right, let's go to Barnes and Noble, see mm-hmm. if they got it." Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you want to learn about construction this week? We're gonna get you something about buildings, like he whatever. Would, he would go. He'd there. go and get me a book yeah. so I could read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you no know, internet, <laughs> right? I yeah. Had, I had door to door. There was door to door salesmen mm-hmm. still kind of straggling in the nineties when I was yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. I my mom bought an encyclopedia set, like one of those hundred dollar yeah. mm-hmm. A to Z book. You know mm-hmm. all those volumes. I had that. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. I had just read a magazine about building demolition. Oh, shit. So I had seen, and I had watched a documentary about it. My dad mm-hmm. had a VHS. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot of, like, educational shit mm-hmm. for me and for him. We just like learning. Mm-hmm. So I just watched this thing about how buildings come down mm-hmm. when they're demoed. Mm-hmm. How they're set up to be demoed. Mm-hmm. All this fun stuff. And it was mostly videos of, like, old parking garages and things like that that we had seen. Or that were, like, pictures of in my magazine. But uh, as I was watching this, and this was, like, months before 9-11, this mm-hmm. I read about that. And as, the, as I'm watching this on the news, the day it's happening, I see a plane mm-hmm. going to a building. Well, you see smoke, mm-hmm. because it already happened. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. The, then they're the, filming the, it, yeah. Then, then they're filming. And then you see the other it's plane. It's the second one that, is, that, ev- that everyone that has saw. the footage, yeah. And what's crazy is those buildings were graded for air pack, uh, aircraft impact. Mm. Um, a few weeks before the travesty tragedy happened, there was an insurance claim taken out on those buildings for, uh, I think it was, uh, what's his name, the guy who owned it? Who owned the buildings? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Big or no. Um, Rumsfeld was also mm-hmm. talking about money that they lost mm-hmm. in the Pentagon. But, no, I, I, I remember watching the building Tower one, mm-hmm. fall. Mm-hmm. Almost like in a perfect, perfect. column down, like perfect straight column. line. It sure did. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, just, just that day, I was like, man, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, this is horrible. Oh, my God, people are dying was my first thought. Mm-hmm. And then my second thought was, wait, that's kind of funny, though. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of how, you know, demolition buildings work? Mm-hmm. That's I think you're probably the only, mm-hmm. if you hadn't have read... Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. beforehand, what twelve year old is gonna is gonna be like, yeah, 
And like, I know, I know, I wasn't like, hmm, that looks like a building is being I demolished. Like, I was the next week though. I was reading about archaeology and mm-hmm. you know, like mummification. Like, I was into very mm-hmm. random. So it was kind of like the stars aligned in order for mm-hmm. for this like me watching that going. Wait a minute, what mm-hmm. am I seeing here? Mm-hmm. So it just naturally made you inquisitive. Question. Question yeah. And I grew up my both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad a little less so, but my mom was always like bucking authority mm-hmm. and question everything. Yeah. Don't settle for nothing. That's why we're that's why we're here alive. Yeah. To question it. Like what the fuck this is this is place? This is human experience. Yeah. We're here to figure this we're out. We're here to we're here to get as much yeah. info as we can and learn. So, yeah, let's talk let's let's question 9/11. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's pushing everything, though. Yeah, if if here's the here's the thing. What is the? That's, I mean, there's the official narrative, and then there's, yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's the questions. And there's actual and engineers who have said, "Hey, this looks bad." Mm-hmm. Like we're not doubting that people died, and it's horrible, but mm-hmm. we're kind of doubting who did it mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what makes my little conspiracy brain when I was a teenager go, "Oh." If our government did that, what else? Yeah. What fucking else? Mm-hmm. And then you start opening up Pandora's fucking box. Mm-hmm. And then for a while, I had to close the box. Okay. Because you start to get to look like you. You don't want to learn too much. Yeah. Sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Some yeah. There there's if knowledge like, is like a, have you ever heard of um, the the deep divers in the Philippines? It's like a sport. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Their their goal is to like go down you know as deep as possible and, and set records. Yeah. yeah, they are. There's no assistance or anything. There's like a pole that mm-hmm. they could, that they like kind of use to guide themselves I think I've down. Seen something about, mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. The most okay. The, the fucked up thing to me is you not only have to go down to your record depth mm-hmm. and come back up, you can't pass out. <laughs> Once you get up there, so you're holding your breath for like five minutes, and you're swimming down there, and you come all the way back up. If you lose consciousness for like any little bit, you do not get your record. So you have to. So it's like what you're saying, like plunging. When you're like, I had to close the box because it was like you, you Once get I started. When I saw, does WikiLeaks mean anything to you, Julian Assange? Um, yeah, I know what it is. Um, I, so I was asleep for a, basically all of the 2010s. Oh. Yeah. So um, you recently woke. Yeah. Woke. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> Whatever they call I'm suddenly like more. Looking at things. Yeah. No, I'm like. None of us are truly awake. Yeah. This is the matrix. We're all subjected. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I am a, bo- I am a, I am in a body sitting on a chair in a room. In a townhouse, yeah. in a city, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and there is like stuff smaller than my body too. So, but that's where I am right now. There's a universe inside of you. Mm-hmm. you there's there's a colony of fucking arachnids on my face. Mm-hmm. On the face. Right now. Mm-hmm. Face mites. So they have their own little shit going on, yeah. independent of me. I was thinking about that actually. I was listening to uh, the podcast. This podcast, yeah, that episode, mm-hmm. while I was doing my makeup. Oh my god! And I was like, oh shit! As I was doing my makeup, I was like, oh, they're well, right. We're, we're gonna color You're like, today. I'm sorry. So yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think about that all the time. Like, what am I doing to them? Whenever I put things on my face, yeah, I'm like, I do so much. I have a skincare routine and stuff. Well, because they go 
apparently they like go in during the day. They like go into. I, I'm so they sorry. I'm, into my face holes? Yeah, they they go and they swim around in the sebum, mm, and then at night, at night, at night when they sense that your like heart rate's changed and you're like not aware, they like come out to fuck basically. And shit. All They're like my face. and no, they don't shit. They don't shit. That's the strangest part. Oh, that's part. the thing. I remember that. That's that is mean. the strangest thing, apparently. They, just... they don't shit. Ugh. So, that's good. But I'm guessing they die. Oh, their lifespans have got to be crazy short. I, I hope so. I wouldn't want to live on my face for <laughs> more than a day. <laughs> that's just like the eyelash mites. They're oh, all different oh, no. species, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, the point is, <laughs> you will never fully understand the full scope of no. what is going on. How many little worlds Do within worlds. Do you watch Kurtzgesagt? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the that's the little... One. No, not the latest one. No, no, but watch the latest okay. one. Okay. About, uh... Ah, oh, shit. What was it called? They basically show us the, um, different kinds of beings. Like, here's a civilization mm-hmm. scale one, scale mm-hmm. two, scale three, scale oh, four. Oh, yeah, I love that We're, show. like, between one and two. Yeah, we are so... girl. We, we are, are <laughs> We are so primitive. Primitive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't... Sometimes I look around and I'm like, ugh. I, I love the fact that I'm born into this world incarnation and everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I still feel like I was born into like caveman generation. Well, your body is. Mm-hmm. It's still it's biological. It's a body that's from, mm-hmm. you know, 30,000 years ago. Yeah. So. I, think, I think, yeah, we've had, like, haven't uh, modern day biological humans, like, been, I think, been around for 200,000 years. Yeah. I think, like, we could. You know, they wouldn't understand our vocabulary, really, or our language, but... But um, we look the same. Yeah, we would look exactly we, the same and think, have behavior, thought patterns. We killed and, well, basically fucked away the nomadic people, mm-hmm. and, you know. There were Neanderthals. Yeah. There were, uh, there were a couple of different... What was the other ones? I know Homo erectus. Oh, yeah. Every, every gay cis man knows Homo about Homo erectus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I went to the Field Museum in Chicago few years ago. I've been there several times. But F- field Museum? The, the Field Museum. It's mm-hmm. one of the best natural history museums in the country. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to the one in Arizona, it's like a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. To our, I'm sorry, but I spit on our natural history museum here. It sucks. <laughs> no. The Field Museum is also like a spit in the bucket compared to like Smithsonian. Yeah. So, But the Field Museum is Where's the Smithsonian again? Washington, D.C.? Washington, well, D.C. Okay. I've never been. I don't think I've been. I've been it's to a the... dream of mine. Really? Is to just spend a week... Don't do all this, like, all of it. I had, like, four days one time in Manhattan Mm. when I was younger, and I went to the Met every day, because it was, like, it was, like, donation only, and I I was, like... I went to Museum Mile, mm -hmm. for sure. I loved the Met. I just, like, liked walking around. I liked the atmosphere. Um, The Field Museum has, they're special for something. They have the world's largest and most intact Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's called. In the Field Museum? Mm Mm-hmm. Her name is Sue, and she's from Montana. Named after the woman who found her. Her name is Sue. I'm kind of obsessed. She's like the cool. I have a photo of me next to the T-Rex. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. I thought, oh no, you haven't been to the Smithsonian, but you have been to the field. The field. Okay. Yeah. So I think about that a lot. Like 10,000 years ago, roughly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We start planting shit in the ground. Mm-hmm. We start living around that shit that we plant in the ground. Mm-hmm. We start employing people to help us. Well, we didn't employ anybody. Oh my god. (laughs) 
Okay, so I that is that is my that is my like white privilege conditioning Mm -hmm. like chat like I yeah I'm just like people worked and they were paid. (laughs) White people didn't pay for shit. Oh my god! We stole everything, everything from land to the buildings built on them that were built by slaves. Why do I keep assuming that like we stole rock and roll? We stole. Uh, we're, we still still, we're still stealing. We're still stealing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. My White God. people. Okay, was... but like, but here, but so how do we go from hunter gatherer? Like, how do we go from hunter gatherers to like capturing people and enslaving them to do our to do our Vikings? field work? Viking, uh, Vikings had slaves. Were they and nomadic they were... or did? Vikings were still technically nomadic. Mm -hmm. They had villages, though. Yeah. But they would move, you know, sometimes village to village. Um, But they had uh, what they were, like, the not necessarily like a king, but like the king of the village. Mm -hmm. He was called the Jarl. Mm -hmm. And in the the Jarl had a wife, and then they would rule over, like, the village. And Mm -hmm. most of the Vikings were warriors so they'd go off on the raids that's mm-hmm. that's what their job was to go raid and pillage and bring back whatever money gold furs food mm-hmm. and, and people the people and that was the thing the people they so they back, so they did not care that like we are of the same no they will they went to, they would just hop over to england mm-hmm. grab some other white people mm-hmm. bring them back and be like all right well you don't speak uh whatever we're speaking so get to work mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'm gonna chop your fucking head off, mm-hmm. or do like the uh, death eagle or whatever they would do to people. Pretty horrible shit. The Vikings were great. <laughs> they were great. So we're enslaving people to mm-hmm. harvest the yeah. thing, the plants. So so here here's my or build my, things or build things. Really build grain si- silos. Mean, the pyramids were built by slaves. What the fuck yeah. is it with people? Humans. Like using it other humans, what color. Every color and I'm not has and, and I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't happen today because oh, there's you can today. You Human can still trafficking children. Children are mm-hmm. the slaves today, mm-hmm. and we are. I mean, yeah, you can. Who has a dollar in their wallet? Yes, is a slave. yes, you can still get paid and be oh, yeah. and be in the in the system that keeps you. It's like your friend Locked Ainsley, mm-hmm. lovely Ainsley, mm-hmm. who's now a goddamn landlord. Oh my <laughs> god! No, I'm starting to beef with someone I don't know. No, I, I know. she's lovely, uh, but no, like she she can't help it. She's like she said, I want to be able to take goddamn vacation when yeah. I want. Mm-hmm. You know, not have to save or scratch or mm-hmm. you know worry about my next meal, things like that. Yeah. That's how she's doing it. That's how a lot of people, that's how our system has set it up mm-hmm. for people to profit off of the lo- the labor of others. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we change, how do we change this, Pollyann? abolish it. How do, how Burn do we? Burn it down, build guillotines, I don't know. Oh my gosh, so. I'm I, in the camp of like French Revolution at this point. So I'm in the, I am in the camp of, I think it would be like really, really great if we like built these like guillotines mm-hmm. and set them up as like art installations in Scottsdale just so like put one outside of Bezos' house uh, like last month I love that yeah I love that that's that speaks to my heart mm-hmm. that really yeah I see I really love but that but tech has also improved we have wood chippers we could really dispose of the rich quickly if mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we could dispatch of them 
We could, I mean, mulch, I mean, mulch to plant trees. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be the best? Like cremation, um, into or will you know cremate them into mm-hmm. like a comp, like a nice rich compost. Sweet, actually, you can be composted. Kyle wants to be a tree. Do it. I'm all for would, that. My mom donated your body to uh, Science Care. It's a Phoenix-based company. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. she was used for uh, different studies, cremated and sent back to me. Have you heard about the 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 business in Phoenix that's like donate your body to be like. This is obviously for super rich people too, but donate yeah. your body to be frozen. Oh, cryogenics. Yeah, in Absolutely. the hopes that. has oh, been going on for a while. In the hopes that one day. Cryogenics have actually been around since like the seventies, eighties. So there's frozen people from the seventies who are just hoping. I was, I was just watching a thing on cryogenics the other day. Oh really? <laughs> I still watch shit at random. Yeah. That's what YouTube's good for, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the, like, cryogenics has been around a minute, and they're still trying to improve it, I think. Mm-hmm. You can actually, there's some cryogenic companies in California, or is it Arizona? I don't remember, there's somewhere I know there's here. one, like, in Scottsdale. You can, there's, there's two options. <laughs> of course. You can have your head frozen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or your entire body. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the Scottsdale one. But yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the thing I was watching. Can you imagine, like, if you're not in, like... The certain I'm cast just level. I'm thinking Futurama, where you're like a head in a jar for mm-hmm. two thousand years. What is that? Yeah. What life is that? You know, if you value your brain, I guess more than the rest of your body temple, um, then I can see how you would want to be a head in I mean, a jar. The body's nothing without the brain. The mind. <sighs> well, do you? What? What do you mean? Um. Well, who was that scientist back in the eighteen? 18- 1800s, early 1900s, somebody was trying to measure, they were trying to capture the weight of a soul. Uh-huh. They were putting dying people, or dead or dying people, on a slab that was specifically weighted. Oh, and to see if the weight changed. Or, yeah. yeah, right. Wow. And there's always like point something percent, I can't remember, it's it's the weight of the soul. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a thing, Google it. Um, but it's, I can't remember the number. Uh, but for every person that died on that table, he would account for fluid loss. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always like expunging of fluids when you die. He would account for all that shit, but he, there was still a little bit, the same amount every time for every body that he couldn't account for. He thought it was the soul that had already left the body. It's weightless. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think um, that their our corporeal form yeah. is this is just this is blood and guts. This mm-hmm. is meat. This mm-hmm. is nothing. Mm-hmm. There's something. There's no heaven. I don't, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. there's heaven or hell, but I think there's mm-hmm. some kind of vibrational energy going on in me that isn't going to stay with this form as it decomposes. Mm-hmm. It's going to go back into the ether. The, like, ether energy Does that field. Make sense? Yeah. Have you heard of, have you ever heard of the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead? Or, like, the, yeah. the, the, that, that mm-hmm. philosophy? Yeah. How, I think it's something like your soul or consciousness or... Atman or whatever has I think 45 or 90 days I don't remember but it goes through it has it has this certain period of time that it goes through um, the it's called the Bardo states mm-hmm. and um, it's basically you're basically like floating around and you are like tw- almost tormented by like everything that's happened in your life and your past life and everything oh and it's gosh. like trying it's trying to get you your soul your atman to like latch back on and be like yeah that was fucked up i need to go back and do that again or something You're like yeah i gotta unfinished fucking business. unfinished business yeah. it wants you to go back into the cycle of reincarnation go ahead that, that, no that reminds me of a thing i watched yeah. it might still be on hulu mm-hmm. i think it's on hulu 
I watched a thing, it was not great production quality. Mm-mm. Like, let's say, like, right under the bat, five minutes in, you're like, woof. <laughs> Alright, this, this is how we're watching mm-hmm. it. But it's just a guy, I can't remember his name, can't remember the name of the thing, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. it was a fellow going around talking to different mediums and psychics mm-hmm. from, you know, who's, who've written books or done whatever over the years, mm-hmm. studied it, lived it, mm-hmm. and asked them various questions, but in the same vein, or sometimes asked them the same questions, mm-hmm. and just to see what their, you know, responses were. And most of them, almost all of them, there was one guy I really didn't like his answers, and there mm-hmm. was one lady I loved, but um, for the, like, on average, all of them said, like, don't commit suicide. Like, you know, there, there is life after death. It's mm-hmm. not life, it's something else, but mm-hmm. there is something. It's like, uh, if you've ever seen What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams, yeah. that's actually the closest thing that we can see mm-hmm. that kind of represents what death is like. Mm-hmm. What you want, like, let's say you die and you're in your afterlife if you think I want to be surrounded with Disneyland mm-hmm. you open your eyes maybe you got Disneyland mm-hmm. like that's kind of how it works you create your reality mm-hmm. it's that's what psychics say that's what mediums mm-hmm. have said um, I don't know what to believe I'm not well I think that. that's what like quantum consciousness quantum, is starting to yeah quantum to, is starting to come quantum mechanics is fascinating oh my god <laughs> quantum theory dude. what's string your string theory string theory multiverse Theory. <laughs> I have it. Multiverse theory. <laughs> Honey. Honey. Oh my god. No, um, yeah. I. Uh, okay, so you're talking about like what dreams again when you die? Consciousness. Consciousness. Quantum consciousness. Um, but have oh, you... when you die. Oh, these psychics. They Ooh. said like, this this interviewer who was like, well, if death's so great, yeah. and uh, you know, if we get to be our our, our our own creators, then why don't we just for mm-hmm. now, you know, mm-hmm. take ourselves out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What people who commit suicide don't understand is your baggage, your bullshit comes with you. It's right there with you. It's All your, the it's your karma. It's karma your karma with you. Yeah. It's the Tibetan thing you're talking yep. about. It's that it, mm-hmm. it follows you. Yep. And so if you still have a bunch of shit that you haven't handled yep. here, you're going to have to handle it. And it's going to be harder without a body. Yeah. Death really is not an escape. No. It's not. It's just an evolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while I'm here in this form, I may not have a great body. Mm-hmm. Got a bad back. Mm-hmm. Not in the best shape. Mm-hmm. But I got an active brain. Mm-hmm. And while I'm alive and drawing air, mm-hmm. I'm going to fill it with as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Try to spiritually evolve as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Vibrate on a higher, you know, whatever they say. Mm-hmm. Raise my consciousness up yeah. to the next level so yeah. that when I die, hopefully I don't have so much goddamn baggage. Yeah. And you know you can either you can either choose to interpret it like my soul goes on and will be in it like and the whole thing will be intact and like go on into another being in the future in the past whatever mm-hmm. or you know your atoms will split sure but they will be conscious I be, atoms I might be reborn inside of a star yeah but you're like every if you if you make that your mission in life like your goal is to like flower and blossom and like mm-hmm. get more spiritually evolved every mm-hmm. single like atom and molecule in your body is gonna is gonna be in vibration with the universe so that like uh, people are people are scared to get like cremated for example some people they want like their body to be intact but i'd like to honestly ideally i want to donate to my my body's in like body farm in tennessee Mm -hmm. where they just put you out and forensically like they just let you decay yeah and then they take notes cool and watch like entomology and things like that happening Mm mm-hmm um, I would like to just decay. Yeah. Naturally, no yeah. formaldehyde, no chemicals, mm-hmm. definitely none of that. Mm-hmm. But if I can't do that, then cremation. Yeah. There's water cremation now. You don't have to burn. 
Oh, what do you do? You just get like blended? It's, basically, it's like a pressure cooker. Oh, like an instant pot. Yeah. So there's instant. You get instant potted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What if it was made by the same people who make instant pot? And it's like Pfizer. Oh it's my fucking god. Procter and Gamble. It's fu- and then it's fucking you. Disney. The Disney Instapot cremation. That's the whole thing. Oh, the people who make your ATMs also have like a huge contract with the government and also make voting machines. Oh no. It's called Oh my god. Pauline, you're like the you're like you're like the biggest like womp womper or something. <laughs> oh man, I will shit all over you. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Um Yeah, don't trust any WAPO article. Yeah. Washington Post. Now uh, I know. Well, now I'm not going to feel so bad when it's, like, behind the paywall. Oh, Ju- Julian Assange is being uh, tortured for re- revealing the truth. Mm-hmm. Edward Snowden mm-hmm. should be, you know, celebrated as a hero. Chelsea yeah. Manning, another hero. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. Which one was Chelsea Manning again? Uh, she's a trans woman. I can't remember her dead name. I wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but she... You call it a You call it a dead name? Dead name. That's like the before name. Mm-hmm. Okay, we call you. We call that a dead name. A dead name. Okay, I didn't know that. Like, um, your name's Marshall. Let's say or Max. Mm-hmm. Maxwell. Sorry, mm-hmm. too many M's in the mm-hmm. house. There are. You're Maxwell. Let's say you transitioned, mm-hmm. and you don't identify with Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Let's you. You're gonna be Trisha. Okay. Maxwell. You tell everybody's Trisha. Yeah. We don't talk about your dead name. Okay. That's it. All right. Okay. We don't ask trans people their dead names. We don't talk about it. Okay. It's none of our business. All right. Um, so Chelsea Manning, I don't remember her name, but mm-hmm. uh, her poor name, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it matters. But no, she, what did she do? Edward Snowden was the one who showed us what the NSA was yes, doing. Yes, yes. I've just been, I've just been listening to podcasts about, or mm. about this kind of. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, what did she do? Fuck. Why is that? Well, why am I blanking? She did something just as important. You have to, you have to yeah, look I'll look it up real quick. Um, but Julian Assange, she's the one for the ten years that WikiLeaks ran as uh, outlet. They never had to retract a story for being false, not once. Wapo, or yeah, oh, no, they didn't have to. WikiLeaks. Okay, WikiLeaks. Julian Assange. Okay. Um, he uh, yeah, his organization never had to retract a story for being false. Mm-hmm. Uh. There's also like something about rape allegations against him, which came out to be false. There, he was cleared of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he he hid away in an embassy. For yeah, years. he's like U- Ukrainian embassy. No, no Ecuador. He's, he's something. I think he's Swedish, but he was hiding out in a in like one of those one of the South South American embassies. Oh, okay. Like for like seven years, right? For a while, and yeah. then he was in the UK, and now he's being tortured by US UK. Uh, where um, Guantanamo? Probably. Yeah. But no, he um, he was the one who showed us the uh, DNC emails. Yeah. That's how we got a hold of that. He's also the one who showed us that it wasn't Russia, it was your own government. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't talk about that. That, that, <laughs> that influenced the election? Uh-huh. Okay, let's talk about that for a little bit. Mm. The because DNC rigged the primaries. Yeah, they to not... They've been in a court of law in Florida. Yeah. To, to, so that they could have Hillary instead mm-hmm. of Bernie. Yeah. I knew, yeah, I knew about that. Well... A lot of people don't. A lot of people do not. Okay. They or they refuse to believe it because Democrats are the best. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's hard. It's hard. It, Vote blue no matter who. It's hard because <laughs> I'm I'm super inclined to believe it because I mean Obama ended up being like 
a total puppet. Yeah. I can see why a bunch of people didn't want the puppetry to continue yeah. with Hillary. Uh-huh. It either wasn't going to continue with Bernie, or it oh, either wasn't... Obama was a lovely... He was a beautiful he face was a with lovely a lovely man. voice. Yeah, he, he, had a lovely lo- man, he had a great, great tam- wife, timbre, a lovely way of speaking. Mm-hmm. But, holy shit. More he drone strikes. He had strings. More, more immigrant um, yeah. bullshit than Trump. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about that Mm-mm. because Obama's our saint. And I was totally so I was totally asleep from 2012 until 2016 because that's mm-hmm. when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, and I was like not focused on anything that mm-hmm. was happening in the world. I was very self-centered. Um, I was in college. I was pissing off all of my liberal professors by saying some really radical progressive shit. Really? Yeah. Like. <sighs> Uh, anarcho-communism is the way to go and they would be like no <laughs> liberalism I'm like you're a neoliberal mm-hmm. what they're a new they're, they the professors are a neoliberal or when I was in college my, yeah. <laughs> I didn't start college until I was 24 and I was that was still my awakening yeah like early awakening mm-hmm. one of my professors um, when I went back to college I got one degree in forensics went back got a degree in photography mm-hmm and during my photography degree, I really only did it for Photoshop. I know how to take photos. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to edit them. Um, but one of my professors, I'm not going to say her name, but we're friends on Facebook. She she, uh, she was all like, make sure you vote blue no, no matter who, kids. You know, Hillary or nothing. This was, in like, 20, this was in this 2016? 2016. Yeah, it had to be, yeah. When I was getting my uh, degree for photography. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's an establishment talking point. Yeah. Like, don't. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, look at her record. Look at her policies. No, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, Trump and Hillary, not a choice. Both really bad things. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to vote for Jill Stein. And she's like, that's voting for Trump. And I was like, that's not how voting works. But um, go on. Mm-hmm. And I love how everyone always says, oh, if you voted for a Green Party, you threw your vote away. That's mm-hmm. literally not how voting works. Mm-hmm. But in an American duopoly where we have an oligarchy, that's yeah. been, you know, we don't have any parties. Mm-hmm. We, we should have several. Norway has like 12. Mm-hmm. We should have many, mm-hmm. but they play it off red versus blue, yeah. this team versus We're that We're like team. in some yin-yang thing We're right two now. wings, decrepit wings, attached to the same <sighs> shitty bird, yeah. and it's one corporate party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the bird is not doing so good right it's, now. No. It's it's a pigeon. It's it got. We are death circling. Yeah, like capitalism is is on its way out. Mm-hmm. At least this kind of crony capitalism that's mm-hmm. built off the backs of the fucking working class. Mm-hmm. There's no. Your friend Ainsley said she wants to reach the middle class. Mm-hmm. I went. <laughs> While I was doing my makeup, and I poofed into my fucking shadow pan, and I got mm-hmm. shadow makeup. Because there is, I'm sorry, there is no middle class anymore. It was abolished. Mm-hmm. Where there's the there's us mm-hmm. and the rich. What if you like? And I, that's like the one percent. Yeah, that's basic. What if you like zoom in, though, like that little fragment of that little zoom suburb and that little city in new orleans zoom into the caste system really quick you know where like let's forget the 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 one percent just for a second right and let's forget the but we can't because that's how polarized it's become Mm -hmm. there is the middle class when i was a kid Mm -hmm. was i was poor Mm -hmm. like we were dirt poor i grew up in a trailer half Mm -hmm. my life um and then i saw like 
my friends who lived in like the burbs mm-hmm. or whatever who their their dad had a boat and a camper mm-hmm. and things like that was the middle class mm-hmm. like you had a computer with the internet bitch you're rich like, mm-hmm. you have a pool and a trampoline oh yeah. my god you are in the middle class mm-hmm. your, your family has three cars mm-hmm. and a garage to put them in mm-hmm. <gasps> middle class mm-hmm. like you're not rich rich you're yeah. not the governor yeah. or the president mm-hmm. or a Hollywood actor but you're middle class yeah that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Those people who look like they're in the middle class are so fucking far in debt. Mm. I have less debt, and you can tell because I don't have like all the finer, finer things. Mm-hmm. But my brother, who's a boomer, mm-hmm. beyond his eyeballs, mm-hmm. has all the finer things. Mm-hmm. Well, but I there's, can... you know, like there's no, mm-hmm. we I... can't. I can really, I, I can, I it's can empathize. Kind of I can em- empathize with the not wanting to be in debt thing. Oh yeah. Because sure. I, I also am. I listened not... to your student loan thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I am not in debt currently. My partner is still paying off his student loans, and he's thirty six. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. really, it's really messed up how much we have to, our, our caste system level, mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Not the upper echelons mm-hmm. have to, like you know the like you gotta you gotta pay money to win money. It's like so much you gotta pay to play. It's mm-hmm. so much more true for, like us down in the in the the fish tank rocks, mm-hmm. um, levels of it. Like you know rich rich people they're they're taking sure they're taking risks with. This in their invisible reputations and their powers and their like you know how history is gonna remember them, mm-hmm. but in terms of like risks with their lives, no, no, yeah, like somebody somebody was talking about reinstating the draft. I was like, send every senator's son and daughter yeah. first, yeah, and see how quick they want to keep the draft going. No, seriously, they're supposed to be the true patriots, yeah. right? Okay. Send them. No. Nope. Oh my god, yeah, I was I'm. I'm really starting to like see how naive of a human being I really am. <laughs> we all, we, we, well, we can't help it. We're, if you're born in this country, you are born into a system mm-hmm. that is designed mm-hmm. to systematically dumb you down, basically, yeah. and make you not question authority. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about the cops murdering black people mm-hmm. in their houses while they're asleep or choking them on the fucking street. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Just do your job like a good little drum, pay your taxes, mm-hmm. and have your cr- like your bread and sport. Mm-hmm. Make sure we we'll, we'll get some breadcrumbs here and there, mm-hmm. and maybe you know, do maybe do maybe do some woodworking Keep on the side. Keep up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, just don't pay attention to the seven wars we have going on right now. Mm-hmm. Bush had two. Obama expanded them. Mm-hmm. We've got even more now. Pay no mind to those school buses we're blowing up in Syria. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about what we did to Iraq. We mm-hmm. made it totally unrecognizable as a fucking country or a civilization. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about that. Don't worry about all the constant oil spills that BP's doing out in the Gulf of Mexico. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about Halliburton. Don't worry about what Nestle's doing to our water. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about all the fracking that goes on. Flint? What's Flint? Who's in Flint? Don't worry about the fact that their kids have been drinking poison water for over 10 years. Don't worry about that. Just keep, you know, keep fucking around on Facebook and take those Instagrams and do the Snapchat. And... Damn. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so, <laughs> Pauline, what advice? <laughs> it seems like you, okay, not, it doesn't seem like, but you're literally telling me. You have been... You've been, like, awake 
to this kind of stuff for a while now. So much so that I'm jaded now. Okay. So, <laughs> so for some someone like me who, like, let's say I'm, like, in my, like, first few months. Oh, girl. Yeah. So what do you matrix. have? Yeah, right? <laughs> do you have any advice for someone like me who's just, like, okay, I'm kind of... I'm kind of, like, done thinking about myself for a little bit. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm good, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I got my, I got my good hobbies, my good habits that I like, that keep me sane. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have, I've found, um... This is just a different way to fulfill yourself. Yeah. It, this isn't really your, you being done with anything. This yeah. is just you finding a new outlet exactly. to fill in yeah. some gaps. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in, like, exploring more things like this, expanding my universe i know that i have to start you gotta start paying attention you gotta start being aware for my my biggest piece of advice yeah i have lots of little pieces Mm -hmm. my biggest piece is watch the news we talked about how it's been monopolized right yes i don't watch you don't watch it for the information msnbc fox none of that what i I know that what they're funneling through Mm -hmm. that screen to me is 100 percent horseshit yeah there's maybe a few specks of truth here and there just to keep it legit, mm-hmm. but no, it is 99.9% garbage. Mm-hmm. And it's designed for, what's the, what's it called, uh, mass consent when we want to go to war? That's what our media yeah. does. Mm-hmm. They manufacture consent. Mm-hmm. So what you should do is when everybody's a buzz on Facebook, whenever mm-hmm. everybody's talking about uh, Trump's going to ban TikTok. Yeah. Oh my God, Trump's going to ban TikTok. Or, hey, they're doing this right here. And, and every fucking media station's talking about it, no matter how many times you flip through the channels. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, okay, what's actually happening? Mm-hmm. Because every time the media does that, every time they have a bone and they're playing with it and picking at it, mm-hmm. there's some coup going on in Colombia, mm-hmm. or there's some something being staged here, mm-hmm. or some bullshit going on over there. And what's what's happening now during the TikTok craze? Yeah. Same day everybody started about ta- uh, talking about TikTok and mm-hmm. it being banned. Mm-hmm. It's also right around the same time the uh, federal government reinstated... Um, lethal injections or lethal um, executions mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're carrying them out mm-hmm. not on a state level yeah on a federal level but like federal they're like mm, it's okay yeah we haven't been doing that for a while yeah but to keep that under the radar we're not yeah. going to talk about that we're yeah. going to talk about TikTok today so where do you where do you, so okay so <laughs> talk to people like get you know talk to people like me mm-hmm. to like um, well, where do you get your information like where where do you find out that this coup is going on in Bosnia oh <sighs> You just dig, do uh, dig through the weirdest parts, parts of the internet you never thought you'd look, mm-hmm. cr- sources you never thought would be mm-hmm. remotely credible, mm-hmm. and maybe they're not. Yeah. But you need to just look, fall down a YouTube hole. Yeah. And fifty uh, percent of it's going to be bullshit, mm-hmm. but it's going to start sparking questions. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm having a day, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm I see that like the internet is all abuzz with. Mm-hmm. Trump said this, mm-hmm. um, so I'm like okay, but find do I want to meditate instead of go down that YouTube rabbit hole? You know what I mean. What you should do is find a decent independent media source, mm-hmm. and go off of what they're reporting, mm-hmm. and then expand on that. Mm-hmm. So like, cause they're gonna like Lee Camp of his his name that's his name Lee mm-hmm. Camp. I met him. I protested the DNC mm-hmm. in Philly in mm-hmm. 2016, and I met him on the streets. And uh, he does a show called Redacted Tonight. Mm-hmm. Check it out; it's pretty okay. good. Um, 
no offense to Lee, but I don't think the show's like super funny. Mm-hmm. But the news that he presents, hundred mm-hmm. percent fact. Mm-hmm. Like he was talking about the housing crisis right now. How we we just evicted twenty eight million Americans. Um, you know, like he talks about that stuff, whereas our media just mm-hmm. breezes right over it. We don't want to talk about that. We mm-hmm. can't talk about how capitalism's bad. We can't talk about how our corporate. Oh, you know, Lee talks about the corporate over. Overlords. Mm-hmm. He talks about, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. find, not the Young Turks. I mm-hmm. cannot recommend them. But find like an independent media source, mm-hmm. like Lee Camp, Redacted Tonight, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, of all people, Jesse fucking Ventura. Hmm. You know the. Uh, Did he used to be the the governor of Florida or something? Uh, or Wisconsin. Something. Yeah. I think it was. He's Wisconsin. the snake guy, right? Uh, he was Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. Didn't one of Didn't snakes. one of them have like a. A, a snake that he like he Britney Spears fuck I don't know was that Jesse we're gonna figure that it out that was wrestling before yeah. my time okay I watched a little bit of wrestling in the 90s but that guy was actually a really amazing governor mm-hmm. and he has a radio show a podcast mm-hmm. and the shit that he says like if he ran for president mm-hmm. he would have one vote immediately mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. because they're out there talking how we're talking mm-hmm. talking about what's what who really owns who mm-hmm. follow the money mm-hmm. lobbyism shouldn't be in our government mm-hmm. like you know money politics mm-hmm. crony capitalism this is a sick system mm-hmm. and how do we dismantle it those are the people that are actually asking those questions yeah. and, and talking about it how do you how do you stay above something like get or like how do you not get wrapped up in something like QAnon ugh uh, like, because a lot of people well, have gotten wrapped me, up like, in QAnon, and that's they're... bullshit. Yeah, why when is you've it? been awake, I hate to use that woke yeah. and awake. It's yeah, not so it's con- yeah, right. Well, yeah, contrived. Um, when you've been looking, I guess, for as long as I have, when mm-hmm. you've been questioning, because I've just been sitting back here, like, mm-hmm. you know, just squinty eyes at everything. Yeah. When you've been looking at stuff for that, like that, for that long, mm-hmm. um, you see right through it. Yeah. Like anonymous. Anonymous itself, not QAnon, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a sect, that's a splinter cell, that's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's not even, they're not even worth talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Like, they're so full of shit, uh-huh. they're not even worth talking about. Anonymous, mm-hmm. people will be like, oh, Anonymous is going to do this. They they said they're going to reveal something, and I'm like, not going to happen. Yeah. They are all talk, little product. Mm-hmm. Now, something like WikiLeaks, mm-hmm. Julian Assange, mm-hmm. never had to retract a story. All factual information, you really need to look that up okay. and learn more about the stuff that they released. Mm-hmm. They, he's, WikiLeaks and Assange, they're the ones that showed us there were no weapons of mass destruction. Mm. That was bullshit. In, in and then, Iraq. And then our government had to admit to it. Okay. So like, these, he's, he's a whistleblower. Yeah. Just like Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning. Mm-hmm. Those people who, you know, who get tortured and imprisoned when they should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, look at those guys. Okay. Start, start looking at the stuff they were talking about. Okay. The NSA. Yeah. The, the the expansion of wars, mm-hmm. the um, the fucking whatever mm-hmm. WikiLeaks email shit, mm-hmm. whatever, just anything. Mm-hmm. Just look at it. Well, see, I'm looking at you and like I can. <gasps> Panama I, Papers. Panama Papers. Look that I'll up. I'll look that up. Too. That's a thing that happened. Trump and Hillary share the same address in Delaware because they tax offshore. Oh Panama God. Papers was revealing everybody could tax offshore. So like how <laughs> how do you so like how do you how do you how are you able to like retain all this information? Is it because it's just that shocking to you when you find it out? It's yeah, it's trauma. 
Wow. It's like I can't believe our government or people in it do mm-hmm. this, this shit, mm-hmm. and then our media turns around and directly gaslights us. Do you feel like you're shifting, like, into a, a zone of, like, you can believe, you, now you can believe that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, the stuff about um, human trafficking and Epstein's private mm-hmm. island, mm-hmm. and that list of people who've been to that little private island mm-hmm. and gotten, done God knows what out there mm-hmm. with children? Mm-hmm. I would like to say that I'm shocked, mm, but you're not. But unfortunately, this there's some sick shit going on out there, mm-hmm. and with the most rich and powerful people, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Like I used to love Kevin Spacey as an mm-hmm. actor, and then that whole, you know, mm-hmm. when people came out and spoke mm-hmm. against him, I was like, wow, there's some monstrous shit. But man, I am not surprised because money will buy you anything, mm-hmm. and human trafficking is just modern day slavery. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. So I don't know. I just it it's it shocks me, and then I'm like, well, if I ever like, I only have like, well, you, my friend Alexander, uh, and my friend Marnie, mm-hmm. who talk about conspiracies with me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're not really conspiracies, but talk about like just truth. Yeah. We used to call the you know conspiracies. Now it's just like, oh, you mean facts? Oh, you mean like this is the whistle, <laughs> this latest whistleblower report? Yeah. 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 Like nine eleven, very much a conspiracy, mm-hmm. right? Not all the facts are there. We'll yeah. never one hundred percent know for sure. Yeah. But some of these things, like the you know corporate hoarding of wealth, that's not a fucking conspiracy. That's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. You know the exploitation of labor so that you know we can hold up prop up whatever the fuck government whatever the fuck we're propping up we are like so you know the image of atlas holding up the world Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we are holding up a big piece of shit little (laughs) (laughs) okay so the world yeah (laughs) the world instead of atlas holding up the world it's a piece of shit and then if you okay then you see atlas he's like this on fire a Mm -hmm. flaming turd if you get a microscope and you look underneath atlas's feet there's all of us holding up Alice, and we're like, I'm holding you up. Oh, God. And that's us. Mm-hmm. Alice is the 1%. It's actually just one person, actually. And he's not really interested in holding up the world at all. No. They'd rather let it burn and fall on us. He's like, <laughs> dude, Bezos is like, you know in The Hobbit, mm. the that fucking dragon at the end, who's mm-hmm. just like, all that dragon wants to do is just like slither around its cave of gold yeah. all day. And if you take one fucking thing from that cave it's of gold, you. you're <laughs> the, the, you, dragon your shit. family, dragon the shit. village down the slope is getting burned mm-hmm. to the fucking ground. Mm-hmm. And his breath is so hot, he can burn his own money. And it's like stuck to his body. How does that dragon, how does that dragon die? There's an exposed patch of scale underneath his belly. And I think there's an archer or whatever in the Hobbit. I forget his fucking name. But then he like aims perfectly and shoots it. Mm-hmm. That's We need to find that in Jeff Bezos. His, his little... His heel. His, fuck, what do you think? What do you think his Achilles Achilles heel is? <laughs> God. Oh. You know. Oh my God. Have you ever seen Kill Bill? Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Oren Ishii when she was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that's Jeff Bezos. I think we need to get a child assassin. <laughs> well, <laughs> we honestly, get... well, now hold on, because if he's a sick motherfucker like Epstein was. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody else who's been out to that island, I wouldn't be <laughs> I know. To seduce him with some kind of child assassin. Yeah, let's start let's start mobilizing <laughs> the child assassins. This is fucked up. We'll get that guy from twenty twenty or who who did that that to catch a predator? Chris, oh my Chris god! Hansen. Yeah. We'll get Chris Hansen. Oh my god! We'll make a whole production. Oh wait, no, we can't do that. He's owned by the media. They're, they're owned by the corporations. No. God damn it! We'll figure it out. We can't have any. We can't have public executions because they won't televise it. We don't have any damn media for ourselves. I love it when we. I love it when it gets here because it feels like we've talked about nothing, mm-hmm. but it also feels like we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Basically, like I would love to have you on as a guest again because okay. that it's a deep well and i want to see your tattoo finished and polished up mm. where can people find your work oh um i should really get a stage name because my freaking name is so weird and long. how do you pronounce your last name depends on where you are in the world when i lived in germany and norway people mm-hmm. would pronounce it egelhoff egel but in america my mom always said egelhoff okay so it's either eagle or egel eagle or egel okay but nobody ever spells it right i like eagle Eagle? Like a bagel? Sounds like... So kind of in the middle? Scandinavian, like Eagle. Okay. Eaglehoff. <laughs> I know... Okay, so I know your your website is Paulan... Paulan Eaglehoff. P-A-U-L-A-N-N-E-G-E-L-H-O-F-F. Okay. Dot It'll com. be... There'll be a... There will be a link to that, obviously. My Paulan Eaglehoff is I really, on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Flickr, my website, Facebook. I really like how your Instagram is set up in as, like, triptychs, almost. Yeah. Like, you have it... Um, mm-hmm. It's very... It's very pleasing. In threes. Yeah. It used to be a mess, and then I looked at it, and I was like, I, mm-hmm. uh-uh. And then I saw somebody else's one day, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you do the three. Yeah. And then there's other people who do, like, this huge... Yeah, they do, like, the mosaic like, thing. Cool. No, I, I think, I, th- I honestly think it's, like, an app that they use to, yeah. Oh. I know somebody who does it because they know how to use InDesign really well. Rebecca Goodhead. I've known oh. her drag queen. Okay. Her Instagram is stunning. No, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you go to, okay, so addressing the listeners now, if you go to Paulan's Instagram, you, your latest uh, project was with Sarah, Caf- yeah. Sarah Catherine down in Casa Grande. Yeah. Casa Grande. Uh, last, last couple of projects have been with her. Yeah. She, uh... Oh my god, those pictures <laughs> are really cool. The one, the, do- the domes mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not think that you could make the... I knew you could like make the desert kind of look cool because mm-hmm. I played, I've played Journey. <laughs> on PlayStation. <laughs> that was, she actually did a drag number two journey. Really? Yes. Oh my god, so she's she loves the desert. Yeah. I've been filming some of her videos. We've been quarantine pals because okay. she lives like she can walk. Does she live in so, Okay, so she doesn't live in No, she lives five minutes away from me. Oh, okay. okay. Like she lives by Evol, actually. Okay. <laughs> we all live in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um near like nineteenth Ave, seventh Ave. The whole Melrose mm-hmm. oh, yeah. area. That's us. Yeah. Uh, but no, she's been my quarantine pal. So she, she actually hired me outright mm-hmm. back in March to do a photo shoot at the Grand Canyon Dang. before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And it was stunning. She loved it. And she's been working with me ever since. Mm-hmm. And we did, uh, did another shoot out in the woods mm-hmm. up by flag. And then this one, she, she came to me and she was like, I have this idea. Only you can do it. It's going to be at the domes. It's going to be this. I'm wearing this. Can you do it? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, of course, let's try. And, uh, we started... Ever since this quarantine crap, we've had to do, you know, we can't go to drag shows. Yeah. And I typically take photos at drag shows mm-hmm. um, for funsies. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we can't do that, there's been a lot of drag videos. Yep. And so, I mean, Joanne's been a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I've been shooting 
some of Sarah's, actually all of Sarah's videos, I think, I've shot. Mm -hmm. She's edited them. I'm starting to edit. Mm -hmm. um, but And now people are reaching out to me, like, mm -hmm. can you shoot a video for me? So... Mm -hmm. It's been Do you, fun. Where where would you prefer like people like reach out to you for like? Um, go to my website mm -hmm. because like if you want to book a session, mm -hmm. the that's the best place. To I just built a brand new website. So, okay. Like, go look at it. Okay. It's gorgeous. The contact section you can pick exactly what kind of photo shoot you want. Um, you can write to me, give me whatever message, instructions, vision. I am mm -hmm. all about capturing what you want mm -hmm. and expanding on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I do a lot of cosplay, high edits, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, I'll make you look like you're under the sea mm -hmm. if you're Aquaman or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Let's make moments into statements. Moments into statements. Moments into statements. Crystallized pieces of time. <laughs> Ew, I'm going to put that on my website now. Oh my <laughs> god. Crystallized pieces of time. Okay, well, yeah, uh, you're welcome back anytime. and uh, um, I will come back. Right after this heals the third time. Yeah, okay, so we need a picture of... We'll put a picture of your of your tattoo up so people can see um, the skull lamp the skull, that we've been the, talking the about. skull with the rubies. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do a little... I'll do like a little what I learned about Chelsea. That's my homework I'm giving myself. Learn about Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning, Julian yeah. Assange, WikiLeaks, mm -hmm. Snowden. Learn about it all. Panama Papers. Ooh, I feel like I'm... And these are just little... Scratching oh. the surface. Oh These God. are just things that we've been lucky enough to hear about. Oh my God. What about the shit that doesn't bubble up to the surface? What about oh. the dark shit that they keep dark? Oh my God. I don't know. That's why I can't. You gotta keep Pandora's box just cracked. Yeah. Don't yeah. open that shit. Mm -mm. Don't go to the deep web. Mm -mm. Don't. Just mm -mm. don't. You gotta make sure that you come up from your dive conscious. Yes, you have to breathe. You can't pass out. No. Come up conscious. Or you. There, you brought it all yep. around. Bam. You did it. Okay. Look at that. I'm ending. We're stopping. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. You can go to Paul Ann's website at paulanneaglehoff.com. Check out their stuff, book a session, get some photographs in. Okay, this is Danny Boy by the one and only Jackie Wilson. Enjoy.
In place of a dark lord, you will have a queen. Not dark, but beautiful queen. Terrible as the dawn. Stronger than that foundation of the earth. Mm-hmm. 